Welcome back to My First Dungeon, the tabletop role-playing podcast where we put first-time DMs through their paces as we build and run their very first one-shot and then circle back around to discuss what went right, what went wrong, and how they can make their games even better. And this week, it is out of the frying pan and into the fire for our Dungeon Dabbler as Abby runs her very first one-shot that we prepped on our last episode. Abby, how are you feeling? Uh, nervous but excited. That's exactly what you should be. I think it's time that I hand over the DM screen to you. Uh, oh my God. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce our players? Yeah, so with us today, we have uh, Kevin. Hi. We have Naka. Hey, glad to be here. And we have Lauren. Hello. And thank you guys all for being my guinea pigs and letting me play with you. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is going to be fun. Um, so are we ready to get started? Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. We open on the Dust Bowl town of Sand Hollow, deep in the heartland of the relinquished territories. It's a tiny one street kind of town that's miles and miles from any place of consequence and a true voyage away from the territory's biggest city, Vena. There are a small number of wooden structures lining the single solitary street, starting with an arch announcing the name Sand Hollow. It was once brightly colored, but has since faded and peeled in the unrelenting sun. Here you'll also find a small inn, a bank, a quaint cafe, and the town's true pride, a train station, which services just two trains per day, one going in toward Vena and one going out even further into the wilderness. But the place we care about most right now is Doc's Place, the high and dry saloon. As the only bar in town, it's the best place to keep your ears open for any gossip or tales of treasure, and the only place that would welcome a group of badass bandits. Unfortunately for the deplorable four, you are not yet quite the sort of badass bandits that would find themselves unwelcome at a quaint cafe or local inn. And that's precisely why you've called a meeting to discuss new opportunities that can put a little cash in your empty pockets and put your names in the mouths of everyone from here to the Dreg Empire. As we look inside the swinging doors, we find a mustachioed turtle drying glasses behind the bar. Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character? Well, hi, my name's Basil Espinal, but you can just call me Doc. Uh... You see this uh, this big, you know, middle-aged kind of mustachioed turtle. I got a big crack in Michelle. Uh, you know, I got this uh, this blue and white walking stick I use to get around. Don't really need it. I just kind of like having it. Uh, you see me, I got like a bistro-style apron swung around my waist. You know, I got rags slung over my shoulder. And just, you know, a simple white button-up shirt and suspenders holding up my trousers. Uh, and, you know, I'm just uh, plum happy to be behind this bar. Uh, you know, telling telling my my war stories, telling everybody all the things I I like to tell them. I've got a cool six to charisma, so my stories go on for <laughs> way too long. Uh, in front of Doc, across the bar, sits a very lithe tiefling, sitting very straight in her seat, basically ignoring a glass of whiskey in front of her, except for a few drawn out sips every now and then. Lauren, why don't you tell us about your character? My name is Sarah Stone. I am a tiefling. And I'm a rogue. And that is all I care to share. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, to Saris's right is a man who would intimidate every anyone, even before hearing his reputation. His muscular legs and arms would be the envy of any barbarian, but it's his head, that of a bull, complete with resplendent horns curled into two points that truly make him into something fierce. Kevin, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, hello. My name is Gord Splithoof. I'm a very serious man. <laughs> I don't have time to go any further into this. All right. <laughs> and uh, last but certainly not least, to Saris's left, sort of leaning against a stool but not actually sitting on the stool, is uh, the fourth member of the Deplorable Four. He can't actually sit on the stool because, while from the waist up, he has the body and head of a grizzled and time-worn cowboy. Below his gun-toting holster belt is the body of a horse, whose tail is working hard to whack away an annoying fly that won't stop biting his ass. Uh, Naka, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, the name's Chevelle Rex. I'm currently wearing kind of like a crocodile dundee vest. I got a nice little cowboy hat going on. Quite charismatic. Imagine me, the Owen Wilson of Shanghai Noon. <laughs> I have a lot of stories to tell. I've been wandering these lands for a long time in search of someone, someone of my family, my uncle, who's betrayed me. Uh, and it's kind of my backstory of how I got these hoof feet. Uh, but I can't wait to share that with everybody over a tall glass. Excellent. So uh, you guys, the Deplorable Four, a gang of uh, wannabe bandits, you've done some stuff, but you, you have yet to really quite make a name for yourself. You've all gathered here at the High and Dry Saloon to try to come up with some uh, new and better ways to further your reputation, reputations. I'm telling you, y'all have been spending your money poorly. You gotta invest in property, okay? That is the only true currency of this world. Property ties you down too much. Exactly. That's exactly why you want it. You got a home to come home to. You got bottles of whiskey behind you. And I've told you a million times, I don't like being tied. <laughs> well, so it's, it's not a, a literal, uh, uh, it's tied. It's t I'm not like, there's no rope tying me to the, I mean, oh, except for this one, excuse me. I'm also not a fan of taxes. Well, I mean, Taxes, you know, there's nothing, nothing truer in life than death and tax. I'm just trying to teach you young folk. Like, you, you got to understand, you can do this pew, 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 all that, all that you want. But if you don't invest the money that you get, you're never going to be able to put down roots. How about investing money and we get more money? And how do you, how do you make money turn into money? A fine drinking establishment. That's how you do it. This is the third time he's tried to upsell us on this bar. All I'm saying, <laughs> if y'all come in on the bar, then we can all pool our resources and then I won't lose quite as much money. I mean, we'll share in the profits. That seems like too long term of a game. If I wanted to turn money into more money, I would buy a great axe and I would use it to commit a robbery. <laughs> That's also the third time he suggested that. I'm just saying that if we all pulled our money for one great axe, we could commit so many robberies. It would pay for itself immediately. I'm surrounded by idiots. 
Yo, I think we've been going around in circles here. We've been saying the same thing for days. I think we got to find some kind of new score. That I do believe. We need to change things up around here. Get a name for ourselves. Make ourselves big. I already have a name, and it is suitable. And I'm already big. <laughs> um, you guys, uh, if somebody wants to roll me a, a perception check, just check around the bar. Well, I'll do a perception Anyone check. who can, wants to can do it. Yeah, I got a f- 18. 14. 12. Oh, 16. <laughs> okay, and Kevin? Uh, 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 19. Shockingly, after all that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Slow, but perceptive. Yeah, so you guys are uh, looking around the bar, and uh, over in, in one corner, you see a, a dwarven man, very old, with like a huge white beard, very impressive looking, uh, who has in front of him two empty, huge steins of beer and a third that's like three quarters empty. And, and with the 19, you can pretty much tell he's, he's like fully asleep over there uh, in the corner. And then on the other side of the bar, you see two uh, sporting women, uh, prostitutes <laughs> who are... Dressed to the nines, looking, looking good, uh, sitting very close together, clearly, you know, have a lot to talk about deep in conversation with one another. And then uh, all the way down the other end of the bar, uh, eagerly working his way through through a pretty big glass of whiskey is a uh, very drunk halfling man who is uh, entirely covered in soot. If you guys wanted to, I don't know, chat any of them up, you can, or, or you can keep to yourselves. Now, listen, I, I keep a, you know, a keen ear, you know, yeah, I, I let, I let people talk, you know, it, it sounds like I just, you know, sometimes I, I get to talking, but also I can get to listening, you know what I mean? And some of these fillers <laughs> up in here, not a lot of these people, you know, people come in, they come out and, you know, and they talk to me and then I talk right back to them. You know what I mean? And, you know, I hear things I hear. Th- and I think meanwhile, Sarah, he's looks doing over. It again. <laughs> I was going to say, Sarah looks over at. Um, I'm sorry, Kevin. What's your Gord. name? Gord <laughs> and goes, when does the listening happen? And, and like I said, you know, you know I, I keep my ears to, to the grindstone. You know what I mean? And, and I think I think right here in this bar, not only is it just a money pit, I mean, money fountain. Uh, we can. <laughs> We can certainly find a treasure trove of information. I mean, I'll bet you that guy right there, and I point to the guy that's sleeping, I'll bet you he's just got so many wonderful things to say. Wonderful stories that could enrich our lives. I bet he could tell, you know, who knows what he's got to say. Uh, you know, look, yes. look at these two, these two lovely women. They come in here all the time. They rent out rooms all the time. They, you know, they're so lovely. I don't know why they do. They've got their own place right over here. Fascinating. Uh, Gord Gord points at the passed out guy and just goes, what about him? Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, he's always, you know, drinking himself stupid. Who knows what kind of stories he's got about him? Look at, look at this other guy. He's got soot all over. Why has he got soot all over him? Uh, and Gord points at the passed out guy again and he's like, no, no, I mean, what about him? Like, what if we rob him? 
I'm going to ask the, the, the soot guy stuff. That, now, that's kind of curious. Now that, that's piqued my curiosity. Soot guy, come on over here. Ah, uh, he he sort of swivels around in his seat and unsteadily is like, he's like, and my, my guy, my, what's, you got, you got, you got whiskey? We got all the whiskey. Here, pull up a chair. Looks like you need one. And here's a glass. Uh, wait, excuse I mean, because you're not currently a uh, contributing member to this bar. I do insist that you uh, pay for that glass of whiskey. That's the, I the halfling. I thought we had a tab going there. Yeah, you do have it. And I, I pull out, you know, just a huge bar tab from behind the thing. And it's it's been going on for some time now. And now you're buying drinks for other people. Now, now if you were a member of this pub, like if you were a founding member, then obviously you could give out all the drinks you want. You know, just something to think about. Something to think about. The, uh, the How can he be a founding member if it's already been founded? And I see why he keeps having this conversation with us. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the half the guy sort of stumbles over, jumps himself up on a seat, and uh, slaps a, a coin on the the counter, uh, and gestures to Doc to refill his whiskey glass. And he's like, "Hey, Sarah, it's fine. I got. I can pay for myself for this one. It's so good. I got. I get the money." And I get the whiskey. Ah, Seems he, legit he to go. me. Ah, he yeah. takes a big old gulp of that that whiskey you just poured. Friend, why are you covered in soot? You know, I listen, my guy. I uh I die, you know. I'm not welcome in some places, you know, it's uh, people that don't take that kindly to me, and so sometimes you gotta find some alternate modes of transportation, you know? And yeah, I just, uh, I got here by train, if you, uh, if you know what I'm saying. Which train did you take to come on in? I got here yesterday. Is the train covered in soot? Hey, some, some parts of the train, some parts of that train are certainly covered in soot, my guy. Uh, where'd you come in from, friend? I coming from... From out further, head back into, uh, then I got myself some, uh, some real hot gas I'm looking to sell on the black market. Uh, God, did a real successful trip out into the, the, the wilderness. I, I, I pull up everybody. I'm, excuse me, sir. Let, real, I, let, let me talk to my, uh, my associates. And I pull everybody aside. I go, guys, this is exactly the kind of opportunity that I was talking about and exactly the kind of opportunity you could find if you were contributing members of this bar. <laughs> I think I follow you. Um, excuse me, halfling. Yeah, my guy. Uh, Gord points at the passed out guy. Do you think I could rob him? Hey, uh, listen, uh, I don't, I don't want to tell nobody what they can and cannot do in terms of a robbery. I don't know your skill set. I, uh, or actually, uh, Kevin, can you roll a D20 for me? We sure can. That's going to be a four. All right, cool. Uh, I don't know your skill sets, man. And so, uh, yeah, I I don't know if you could rob that guy. He's passed out. It's not going to be too difficult, I, I imagine. I suppose. 
It I, wouldn't be difficult for most, that's for sure. I tell you what, though, there is uh, no way that guy's got quite the loot that uh, that I know you could you could find elsewhere. He chugs more of his whiskey. I, I pull everybody aside again. And go, guys, guys, I. This feels like the kind of information I've totally lost this guy's accent. I started with the my guy and then uh, You know, yeah. we could get some information. Well, we could get Wow. I mean hell, my dude is going back and forth between Dave Batista, Adam Driver, and Army Hammer. <laughs> I love your voice. Oh my god, it's my favorite character. <laughs> now I, you know, I'm perfectly down to rob an unsuspecting gentleman. However, okay, it's settled. Well, 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 and then Gord runs over. Gord, you go over to the guy sleeping in the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, all right, will you roll a uh, perception or investigation? I'll let you pick. Uh, seventeen. Okay, you can tell this guy is like. Dead to the world, pretty passed out, drunk. What do you want to do? Um, I, I, I rob him. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna, you're gonna go like rifling through his pockets, or, or I'll tell you what, he's wearing a, a jacket that has a couple of pockets, and then on his belt, you can see he's got like a little money belt sort of situation, like a bag, oh what would be like a coin bag attached to it. And uh, I'll let you choose uh, which one. Gonna I'm go going to start it. with the jacket pockets and see how I do. All right. Can you roll a uh, stealth or sleight of, sleight of hand check? Uh, but you could do it with advantage because this guy is uh, real drunk. <laughs> okay. Um, and sorry, my I, I'm working out the app and it's like yeah, a little bit fine. laid out differently. Uh, sleight of hand is dexterity, right? Correct. Yeah. Cool. Ooh. Hot hands. Okay, the higher of the two was a 19. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah, you go you go digging through. You don't even have to try to be sneaky. He, he's real out, and you just sort of go digging through his pockets. And um, you find a piece of paper, and you pull it out and uh, open it, and it uh, says, I owe you 300 gold pieces. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I'm going for the money belt now. All right. Can you roll another sleight of hand also with advantage? Uh Oh, not as hot hands this time. Okay. The higher the two was a 14. Okay. So you, uh, untie that, that coin purse right from his belt. You're the, (laughs) you didn't really have to pass that high because again, he's, he's pretty out and, uh, you, you feel something in it, you know, it feels like it's full, it's full of something and you, you, you untie it and you, you open and you pour out into your hand, uh, 15 pebbles. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, uh, Gord, well, uh, Gord, what, would you, would you, would you end up getting over there? Anything good? Anything worth our trouble? I think this guy comes from a place where they use rocks as money. <laughs> Get, get over here. I've been to some of those places. Let me see what kind of rocks those are. I go over there and I show him. Uh, can you roll uh, investigation, I guess? Or 
or history, you can roll as well if you'd prefer. Take history. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're the same. Uh, twelve. Uh, there are some places in this world that might use like rocks or gems or sort of as, as money. Uh, these pebbles ain't one of those, ain't from one of those places. These are just straight up rocks from the desert. Now, let me tell you, I've been, I've been all over, I've been all over this, this here, this here rock we call the world, you know, this this rock we call Raven. And, and I've been to a, a bunch of different cultures and a lot of them have rocks, you know, you know, gold is just a rock. You know what I mean? And, you know, these rocks. These rocks, it is get these to the nothing. point, please. All these, these are just rocks. God damn it! <laughs> Does anybody have a pen? The uh, the super drunk halfling who's next to you is just giggling into his drink. He's like, "Oh my guy, I don't got a pen, but uh, I got some other stuff." Do you know anything about these guys' rocks? Those rocks, those these just rocks. These racks. <laughs> While all this is going on, can I try to like be really stealthy and steal from the drunk halfling? Ooh, uh, yeah. Will you roll um, sleight of hand or stealth? Or yeah, so I'd roll stealth first. Okay. Oh, I got a six. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, reaching over for for his coat pocket, and he just straight up looks down. Hey, uh, what you, uh, what you doing there? What you looking for? Anything that could possibly be of value to me. Look, I, uh, I don't know, I don't know what sort of things you value, but I can tell you they ain't on me. I don't value you. I value what would be in your pockets. Hey, 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 now I listen, my guy. Let me just come in here for a second. I think I genuinely could. I got stuck in a loop. I couldn't get out. You're too deep in the character. I was like, is this a new character? You're just introducing mid. Literally midway through that twice in my head, I went, Brian, what are you doing? <laughs> well, 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 goes, sir, have well, you been drinking on the job? No, 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 no. Take, take hey, hold of me my guy, and just like a cheers to you, seeing that you're uh, you've got some empty shot glasses behind the bar that clearly were by you. Well, now, <laughs> what what series meant to say? It's series, right? Saris. Saris. Now, what what my my friend Saris here meant to say is that we have uh, at the at uh, the High and Dry Saloon a complimentary coat check. And she was just hoping to to take off your coat and, you know, hang it for you as is as is, you know, a, a, a welcoming tradition. Ah, yeah, this. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound right. But I, I do. I'm uh, I hang on my coat and. Uh, he goes to take off his coat and struggles like a little bit getting off the seat uh, and eventually gets it off and just throws it at Sarah's. Sarah's. Um- just catches it without flinching and just stares him down with like the coldest stare. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh boy, that's uh, that's one uh, ice blue stare you got there. She doesn't say anything. But so what I'm saying is, you can uh, rifle through that coat all you want, honey. That uh, that my guys, it's there's nothing in there for you, but uh, there might be something in here. And he points to his head. Can I get up in his face and just say, "Do not ever call me honey can again." You, 
Can you roll an intimidation check? Yeah. 17. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, you could tell he's sitting. I mean, he's swaying a little bit because he's a little drunk, but he's sitting pretty still. But in his eyes, you could see he, he clocks, he registers. He's like, mm, 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 mm. I'm not going to call, I'm not going to call her honey anymore. Yeah. Doc's just behind the bar, like giving him like the hand across <laughs> the throat. Like, no, 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 don't do that. Just sort of like looks over, picks up his glass again. And is like, mm, 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 just minding my own business drinking. And then I want Sarah's to take whatever seat that he was sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, so now you're just sitting in a seat with his coat on it, on the back of the seat. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Fella, we didn't get your name. My name is, uh, is Glasgow. Glasgow. What do you know about money? Oh, <laughs> my friends, my guy. You asked the right question, my, my guy. I know a lot about money. I know a lot about how to get money, about how to make money. So long as you're uh, okay with skirting the laws a little bit. Can I, is the coat that he gave me like ratty or is it really nice? Oh, it's super ratty and also it's just completely covered in soot. So now your hands are also covered in soot. Okay. Are I he, just want to kind of also like, now you guys can see the shirt underneath, like the front of it. There's like a nice big stripe of, of soot, but the rest of it is uh, <laughs> entirely clean. You can now see like the distinct lines of where the coat was on his body. Well, at the moment where he talks about knowing fine things and how to get fine things and money and everything, I am raising my eyebrow hard <laughs> and looking at this ratty coat. Look, uh, my guy, if, uh, if you know how to get money and you know how to get it in, a, let's say, alternative ways, you don't want to be showing that off. Can I roll an insight check on this guy? See if he seems like he actually knows something. Yeah, go for it. Oh, nat 20. <laughs> wow. Nat 20 plus seven, so 27. Um, yeah, you, you've actually... Now that you're realizing it, you think you've heard of this guy before through like you guys have been trying to get in on like criminal networks and, and other sorts of things as you try to make a name for yourself as bandits. And you've heard his name passed around before as as like an informant of uh, he he just seems to know all the things he doesn't necessarily partake in crime himself, uh, but he's a, a good guy to know if you kind of want the inside scoop on uh if you want the hot goss, Glasgow's the guy to know. I, I pull everyone aside and go, now, well, guys, you, you remember remember uh, a couple months ago, I, I set us down and I said, maybe we should make like a list of like dream associates and co-conspirators. And we kind of like wrote out some, you know, some, some wish list names. This guy, this, I just, this, no, number seven, Glasgow, this guy knows the shit. This is, is the guy, this, this is a dream opportunity. This is, you know, we, we should, you know, Chat, you know, chat this fella. Maybe he could become a, a, a stakeholder member in the bar. You know what I mean? Or give us information. Whatever one we prefer. I like that idea. Let's get to know this guy. He could be our uh, hookup to some big scores. Uh, while you guys were chatting, you see he's sort of eyeing the the ladies over at the table and, and sort of try, 
trying to do like a sexy face at them, but he's really drunk and again, completely covered in soot. And so it's kind of like the women are keep kind of glancing over at him being like, I, what? Uh, what? Do you guys want to pull him back over to the bar? Do you want to? Oh, he's getting distracted. He's getting distracted. He's fully ready to walk away from you. Guys. I want to. I kind of want to fuck with him and tell him that, <laughs> like, he he definitely has a chance with these women. And like, he should go <laughs> shoot a shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do, I do that. <laughs> you uh, so you're gonna like lean in and and tell him like, hey, you uh, you want to go for it? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Those women seem to obviously be very interested in you. Now listen, uh, my guy, all the women are interested in me. All the guys are interested in me. Everybody's interested in uh, me. And when he says that last bit, he kind of like shimmies a little bit. And you can see that the the two women sitting in the corner are like actively cringing at his, <laughs> his like peacock dance, basically. Clearly. They cannot resist you. Can I sneak away to talk to the ladies as sneakily as a centaur can be in a <laughs> in a, in a bar? <laughs> Don't mind me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you roll a stealth check with disadvantage because okay. Glasgow is looking straight at the women, and you are a centaur. <laughs> I love the idea that there are horses tied up outside. <laughs> and when he walked in, the horses looked at him and were just like, what the fuck? Oh, like this <laughs> asshole. And I just shook my horse ass in their face. <laughs> I had a 17 and a 16. Oh, okay. Well, I guess Glasgow's kind of drunk. Yeah, you you <laughs> kind of sideways step your way over where it's like you're just out of his periphery. You kind of like do a circle around uh, to get over to the women's table. And uh, it's only after you've actually reached the table that he realizes. And he's like, ah, my guy, it's, it's, uh, it's probably going to wingman me. Yeah, what a, what, a, what a good guy. What a good guy. I, uh, and so he sort of sort of sits back at the bar to like wait and keeps making eyes over at the women. Ladies, 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 ladies. I'm trying to do like an Owen Wilson type thing. I can't get that voice right. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't even, how would that be? Anyone have suggestions? On- Brian Please. has actually worked extensively on his Owen Wilson impression. What? Ladies. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. What we've got here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> Ladies, ladies, ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're getting there. Che- Chevelle is is how you pronounce it, right, Naka? Chevelle, yeah. Chevelle. Chevy for short. Chevy. <laughs> oh, can I you can you go ahead and we'll roll get that in there later? <laughs> can you go ahead and roll me an insight check? We have ten gold, right? Sure. Yes. You oh each have. Or you. You know what? You guys have ten gold oh, as a group. A one. Oh, it's a oh, three. Never. A three. All right, you go over and you just look at these these two ladies. They've they've been chatting closely together. They're very pretty uh, women. Um, you you don't really know what the vibe is over here. You just kind of sidle up. Yeah, I start uh, kicking my back hoof, start neighing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> Nothing happens. Works with all the. I wonder why. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, sir, can we help you? We're, we're not really on the clock at the moment. Um, we were, 
we were just trying to do a little little chit chat. This is a bit of a private conversation. But every time, the whole time she's basically saying, please leave us alone. She's like giving you very flirty eyes. She's sending a lot of mixed messages. <laughs> Tremendously. <laughs> what do you know about that soot covered man that walked in earlier today? Oh, that, are you friends with that man? Because I think something is seriously wrong with him. Well, and has she her been friend is the- like, uh, yeah, there's something wrong with that man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was covered in soot to start. Well, I, I heard rumor, and it, I, this is just between you and me, and she sort of like saddles up a little bit, gives you a little do eyes. Like, I heard he snuck in on the train yesterday, and he popped right out of that smokestack. He was smuggling himself over here. Ooh, now that is some spicy information there. Well, that's what we specialize in, spicy information. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you happen to know anything about the passed out gentleman out in the corner there? Oh, you talking about Guff? I suppose. Yeah, Guff is a, a regular in this bar, and uh, he's passed out 90% of the time. He owes everyone in this town so much money, but we ignore it because, uh, I mean, he's just so cute. And he's a right tootin' good dancer, I'll tell you that. Oh, do you know any good dancing places around here? Around here? I mean, the high and dry turns into a uh, a, a rowdy sort of a place on uh, Wednesday afternoons. You see you see Doc behind the bars polishing up some dancing shoes. <laughs> I do like me some line dancing, especially with all four of my hooves here. Oh, I'll bet you're real good at line dancing. But again, this is a private conversation. If you could maybe, like, let us get back to it. To the ladies. <laughs> and uh, because you were, you were polite, she sort of waves wow. her arm at you, and she's like, hmm, he's a nice man. And then they, they kind of start chit-chatting again. A wave of hoof. <laughs> <laughs> I do have two hands, but I wave up. But you wave up. Yes, you have six <laughs> limbs. <laughs> yeah, so I stroll on over back to the bar to hang out with the gang. And uh, Glass goes, hey, uh, my guy, did you, uh, did you talk me up? Were you, uh, you a wingman of me? You think, I, uh, you think I go, which one? You think the blonde or the redhead? Definitely both of them. Yeah? You <laughs> stand a chance of both of them. For sure, my friend. My guy, my guy. And he sort of like punches your... your uh, arm a little bit, leaving tiny little soot marks. <laughs> I whisper over to my gang, I don't trust him. I heard he smuggled himself over here. That explains the soot. We already knew that. He told us as much if you were paying any attention. I wanted to verify that information. <laughs> he could be like- <laughs> Yes. When he talked about coming in in a way that left soot on him and was covered in soot, I thought the same thing. I think the soot probably <laughs> came from the smokestack that he smuggled himself in. Oh, I fucked that up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, Brian, can you roll a perception check? That's a five. Okay. Uh, while you guys were having this side conversation, uh, Glasgow reached over the bar and pulled out a bottle of whiskey, and now he's just sitting there with his, with a full bottle of whiskey, drinking from it. Well, 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 well sir, sorry. Well, excuse me. I, I reach over and grab the bottle of whiskey. 
Well, it seems like um, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to do a contested strength check to oh, see if you okay. can get this away from him. Oh my god! <laughs> he is I a very him. drug halfling, and so I'm gonna say he has uh, plus one to strength. He's not the strongest guy. Twenty-two. Oh, he rolled a 19, so a dirty 20. You just beat him. You guys <sighs> grapple a little bit, but uh, yeah, you yanked that bottle straight out. Hey, wait, 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 my now, guy, now, my guy. Now, well, now, sir, I, I've been mighty kind to allow you into my establishment, and, and now I don't mind serving you as many drinks as you could possibly want, all in these you know, lovely little glasses I had handmade for this establishment. But what I need from you is payment for the drinks that you uh, just drought without my knowledge. And it looks like, and I just kind of like eyeball it, that's going to be four golds worth. Now, you could certainly pay me that four golds, or you could maybe pay us in something other than money. And my guy, as your friend over there already knows, I uh, I've got no gold in my pockets, but I do have some real hot gas. But it's... My guy, it's worth more than uh, worth more than four gold pieces. So maybe we could strike a deal. Well, my friend, it seems like you don't quite understand that you found yourself inexplicably in my debt without money to repay that debt in a town that you seem to be unfamiliar with, and in a town where you do not seem to have any compadres. My guy, comprende? my guy. I snuck over here in a smokestack. You think I can't disappear into the wind in two seconds? I verified that information. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, this my guy over here, my guy knows. And he like winks at you. (laughs) Can Gord just like bear hug him? Bear hug him? (laughs) Yeah, just like pick him up and like kind of restrain him by like bear hugging him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make you do uh, a contested strength check. Uh, you know what? Actually, I won't make you do that. This is a surprising move for him. And so you just fully yeah, pick him up and, and are holding him in your your beefy arms. And so he's restrained. I'm my guy, my guy. Now, I don't my- understand why we don't just crack his head open and look at the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, well now, 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 go on. Hold, hold on a minute. This, this fellow looks like a reasonable gentleman. Now, what I what I think is that uh, you should consider your situation in that the current bear hug you find yourself in is us being friendly. My would guy, you, you, this is this is friendly. I. Uh... Oh, this is extremely friendly. Now, I, uh, <laughs> I look at Doc and I go, I mean this to be a threat. No, no. <laughs> go on, go on. I, I'm doing, I'm doing a. You know, a, a bit here. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Say, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna say that, that if this is friendly, just imagine what unfriendly feels like. And if he thinks this, what we say is friendly, already seems unfriendly, and then he imagines what we think unfriendly is, it's gonna be scarier. You understand? Uh, while you're uh, saying Gord, this, Glasgow does one of those things that cows do, where it's just kind of like a big exhale out of the nose, like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and w- while Doc is saying all of this, Glasgow looks over at at Sarah. He's like, "Does this guy know he's doing? He's explaining his bit out loud to me." And, and, and so, what it is? It's a kind of like dramatic irony. <laughs> <laughs> so, I so, think so you you just frankly, keep doing- there is a lot that this one does not know. Hi, yeah, yeah. All right, my guy, my guy. I'll tell you what. I uh, I got some hot gas. I got some hot gas for you. It's worth a lot more than four gold, but I'll give you I'll give you some of the hot gas. 
for that. And then if you're interested, I can, uh, I can give you a little bit more if we, we work out a deal. All right. Oh, well, what, 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 what do you got for us then? All right. If, uh, maybe if this gentleman, uh, might let me out of his arms, then maybe I could tell you. Well, since you're still in our debt, why don't we settle that debt first with the information you owe us? And then we can certainly come to some sort of a agreement in the, uh, the scenario of the, uh, this, this, uh, this hug. Mm-hmm. All right, my guy. Hey, you drive a tough bargain, my guy. Tough bargain. All right. Word is that, uh, you know, the mining company, Endless Sands, it's run by that real douchebag, Marston Greed. Well, yeah, everybody knows that guy. They've been <laughs> digging up things from here to the end of the relinquished territories. It's the whole hot mess. I mean, my guy, I hate this guy. But uh, word is that he now finds himself in possession of a, uh, a mighty fine loot. And he's heading back into uh, to Venna. But uh, he's stopping over. Stopping over in Sneak's Gorge. That's just one train stop from here for a layover. You know, they got that big, impressive uh, bank, or at least impressive by these Dust Bowl towns. And so he's going to be stopping over there on his way into Venna. And ooh, that loot, that loot is real good looking. There's a whole mass of gold and jewels. But even more exciting, my guy, is that there's a ruby-encrusted sword somewhere in the mix. Now, uh, you know, he's a, he's a big time guy and, and this sounds like a pretty impressive loot. I don't know. It's the kind of thing that might, uh, attract the attention of, of some, some interesting folks, you know, my guy. Guys, I think we might be the interesting folks he's talking about. You don't say. Now, uh, you think that was, I think that was well worth more than four gold, but, uh, you know, if you could put me down and then uh, maybe I could tell you a little more if you, you pour me a nice hefty glass, my guy. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know quite enough about the exchange rate of information to gold, uh, Gord, <laughs> what, what, what do you think? You think that was worth four gold? Um, I mean, I could give him a sack of pebbles. <laughs> You talk, you talk about the, the rocks from earlier? I don't want those rocks. Yeah, that's those. They, those, are, <laughs> those rocks are worthless, my guy. Stop thinking about the rocks. There's, those rocks are nothing. Well, then I think it means then that the information I have learned is that what I thought was money is not money, which means that this information was worth negative money. <laughs> Gord is thinking really hard. <laughs> but I mean, I think his brain is like the size of a walnut. <laughs> well, now, Gord makes a pretty good point. You have so disinclined him to believe that his current ill-gotten gains are worth anything that you've actually given him a, a, a negative in his current pocket. Where he thought he was rich, he now realizes he is poor, regardless of the reality <laughs> of those facts. <laughs> my guy and Glasgow attempts as best as he can to like lean in to Doc and he's like my guy you uh you're a you're a, a sensible man and uh you we both know this is bullshit right and he sort of gestures up at Gord and, and referencing Gord's reasoning here 
Gordon, Gordon, why don't you put him down? You, you, you're tensing up. You're thinking. You're thinking really hard here. Why don't you, you put him down on the chair? You're gonna be about to squeeze him to death. <laughs> what? Oh, oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> it's okay, my guy. And uh, you. <laughs> I love the idea that Gord thinking caused him to like flex. <laughs> Gord, you also uh, look down, and you didn't really think this through beforehand, but uh, you realize your shirt is is now covered in soot. And uh, interestingly, your shirt is was and is like beautiful and really clean and nice and like a new one. Uh, and, and as compared to your pants, which are just absolutely filthy, dusty, have holes in them, are, are sorts of things. And, and, uh, now your shirt kind of is, uh, getting a little closer to matching your pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just even thinking about his pants made him angry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Glasgow is starting to look a little bit better because a lot of the soot has been wiped off on other people at this point as these guys started getting manhandled. But, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, my guy, you want to, uh, you want to pour me a little bit of a drink and maybe I'll tell you, uh, tell you something interesting. You guys, you guys are, uh, a bandit group. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you might've heard of us. Not- I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty famous around these parts. Wouldn't you say fellas? I thought that was the obvious part. You guys, uh, yeah. What's what's uh, what would I know you from? What was your what was your biggest job? Well, well, we've had we've had a lot of jobs. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Saris, well, t- tell tell him the, tell him the job we did J- just the other day. We we did that we did that job. We netted us netted us. You know something. Call me crazy, but I don't see the point in telling a complete stranger a job that we did. Gord just robbed that guy. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Yeah, I did I rob that guy. <laughs> I don't and you know. didn't believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you should be that proud of that job. You uh, you didn't get nothing. He's also is he is he dead? Nah, he's just <laughs> like that sometimes. All right, I uh, I'll take your word for it, my guy. But uh, yeah. So if you guys are a bandit group and you uh, you trying to make a name for yourselves, then this is exactly the kind of loot, especially because uh. You know, there might be some other some other people headed that way to uh to try to get it on their own. When you say other people, who uh who are you first? You talking law enforcement? Oh no, my guy. I'm talking I'm talking about the uh the baddest of all the bad guys, the biggest of all the bounties, the wanted poster on every town here to 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 the Dreg Empire. You talk about the the deplorable four, of course. Oh no, my guy, my guy. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm talking. We forgot to put up those posters. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting up our own <laughs> You guys have just been posting your own wanted posters. Actually, you know what, Naka? Can you roll a performance check for me? I want to see how convincing these wanted posters are. <laughs> Oh my uh, yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> they might be 13? 13. Yeah, these wanted posters, if you're just walking by, you like see it, you clock it, you think it, but uh if someone went over to inspect it, it's like 
you've you've spelled the name of the like law enforcement or agency that produces these like incorrectly. And <laughs> it's like the bounty is like a weird amount, like it's too high, but also just kind of a weird amount where it's like this would wouldn't really be a thing. So uh, a couple of people have seen them and know they're fake, but but they're they're not that bad. They're getting better. They're improving. Uh I told you, Savelle, these, they usually just use nice round numbers like a thousand gold pieces, two thousand gold pieces. When you say twelve thousand eight hundred and six gold pieces and eight (laughs) copper, people, it it draws the eye and it it produces questions. Yeah, no, uh, my guy. Yeah. So you guys, you showed you showed one of these posters to uh, (laughs) to Glasgow and he looks at it and sort of is like. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not, this is a much, this is a much bigger deal. This is, you know, the, the, the Scarlet Winch, the, uh, the terrible temptress. And you guys realize this is a person who has many nicknames, but, uh, this is, this is a person who you hate because she is, she's the, uh, the baddest bad guy in the land. And, uh, you know, also she's not even that good. It's just that she she's so stunning looking. Uh, her beauty is beyond compare with flaming locks of auburn hair, with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green. So famous, she goes by only a single name, Jolene. <laughs> Sarah slams her drink on the counter and says, do not speak that name around me. And my God, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that uh, rumor has it that she is, uh, she's heading on over to check out this loop for herself. You know, I gotta say, she doesn't even have the skills necessary for this kind of criminal enterprise. She, it's a beauty contest. You know, she looks good on the Walton posters, so they put up more of them. That's, that's all it is. Yeah, you guys hate her. Because you, yeah, you guys are fully convinced she doesn't even do her own dirty work. She's just pretty and uh, she, 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 she like, doesn't even like do her own dirty work. She's just pretty. It's a problem. It's a problem with the way that they make wanted posters. They tried to put up a wanted poster of me one time for real, but everybody kept turning in cows. <laughs> it's because the wanted poster was only the top half of you. They forgot to include the bottom half. As we were like, oh, yeah, I just saw that guy down the road. You know, it, 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 it's like that guy, you know, James Patterson. He basically comes up with an outline and other people write the books. You know, she's basically got ghost writers on top of ghost criminals. I mean, it's just crazy. I'm not real ghosts, of course. You know, the, the, those aren't real, right? I mean, my guy, you say what you will about uh, about the uh, terrible temptress, but uh, she's got quite the reputation, and that's something you ain't got. Well, Jolene, now, say, whoa, Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. <laughs> I'm begging you. Don't you take my gold. <laughs> my guy, if you think that uh, if you think that's your gold and you don't want her to take it, then you better uh, you better get yourselves on over there before she does. I'm not going to let a hack beat us to that. Um, so, yeah. So you guys know that uh, Sneak's Gorge, which is where uh, Marsden is going to be doing the stopover, is uh just it's it's a short train ride away. Um, it'll be an overnight trip on a train. Um, and you guys also remember that there are uh, there's only one train per day that is going out in that direction. Uh, 
And uh, whoever wants to, if you could roll a uh, perception check. Ooh, that's a 19 for me. 17. 16. 12. Uh, You guys all kind of processing this information, realizing that uh, your hatred for Jolene, knowing that she's headed over there. And and if you guys want to get in on this loot, show her up. Uh, and this train and you guys all look up over at a clock in the corner and realize that the only train going out in that direction is leaving in five minutes. The only train is leaving in five minutes. Are we going or are we not? Well, now I, I think, you know, let's take a little bit of time. Talk this. I don't want to hear I, from you. You will take too long. We I are going. Gord flips the whole bar. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need a, uh, a strength check with disadvantage to see if you can flip this bar. Can I, can, can I, can I try to save the bar? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. You can. You roll a uh, contested strength check as well. I mean, the bar itself has strength, too. <laughs> Gord's flipping tables over. Tony's flipping them back over. <laughs> Oh my god, the disadvantage killed me on this. The lower of my two rolls was a 12. The higher was a 24. Oh. I also rolled a 20. So I, I like slam on top of the table, but like I've seen you do this before. I'm like, not again, not again. We, we, we'll do this in a different pub. We, 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 when, we, when we get there, we can do it somewhere else. Gord, you uh, grab onto the lip of the bar and, and your muscles are just, you can see every vein and and every, they're so jacked. I don't even have the words to describe them. It's like your arms are like the rock's legs and you're, you're trying <laughs> to flip this bar and you realize that uh, Doc, having seen you done this, do this or attempt this multiple times, sometimes with some success, has... Um, <laughs> taken like magically powerful glue to encoded the entire bar in it to try to anchor it even more solidly to both itself and to the ground. And uh, you suddenly kind of remember that he talked this decision through with you. And uh, so in rather than trying to flip the bar, you just (laughs) turn to the nearest stools. You pick two of them up and you just chuck them behind you. Jolene. (laughs) Enough. We must go. We must go. I'm going. If you are coming, come or not, I don't care. And then I leave and I'm headed for that train. God damn it. (laughs) How far away is the train from the bar? The saloon? The uh, train you guys with with. I mean, now it's about four minutes. You guys are going to have to run if you want to make this train. Oh, I'm sprinting quickly. Oh, oh, on my back. All right. Well, we, we, usually I like to talk these things, but uh, uh Betty, Betty, Betty Boop over there, you can uh, you can close up the shop for me, right? <laughs> you talking about me, darling? Yeah, you you got it, right? <laughs> Doc, we've talked about this. I'm Dolly. Oh, hi, Doc. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's and what I said. I'm Reba. Oh, of course, <laughs> D- D- Dolly Reba. But two, two of my finest customers. I, I, you know, I never forget. I never forget a name. You know, I never forget a face. Never forget a name. I, oh, I gotta, we I know, go. Doc. All right, we'll take care of this bar. And you see, they're very clearly scheming. They're gonna like, have a full dance party when you're gone. Yeah, uh, can I roll an insight check to how much I anticipate this will cost me? Yes, yes, you can. I rolled a natural three. I have no idea. You have no idea, but you're about to. Uh, have them completely destroy your bar, giving free booze to everybody, having a huge ass dance party. Uh, so yeah, so you guys bust out of the swinging doors. You are running through the town to get to the train station. Um, I need everybody to roll a dexterity check. Can I have Doc and uh, Saris jump on my back? 
<laughs> I, I weigh 450 pounds. You absolutely <laughs> cannot have a turtle on your back, but if Saris wants to jump on your back, uh, I might can. need to because a net twenty, Saris, you got a six. Yeah. All right, Saris, do you want to be on? Um, oh, I got an eight. Chevelle's uh, back or no? Be on whose back? Chevelle, Chevy. Uh, might as well. Okay, and Chevy, you got an eight, and then Gord. Yeah. Uh, I got a fourteen. Did Brian say he got a twenty? Yes. Is the, the total the- equivalent of that just like? Getting sucked into a shell and then flying forward <laughs> Mario Kart style. Yeah. I'm just yeah. full Mario Kart. Yeah. He's spinning so fast. <laughs> he does. Uh, yeah. So Doc just, like just throws him. Fully pops into his shell and, and uses sort of the wind to become a tumbleweed. Uh, but every once in a while, you like stick an arm out to direct yourself, and you are just rolling over on over to the train station. You're beating everyone. I'm, I'm like, pad- I'm like, uh, what is that? Paddle boarding with my like walking staff, but on the ground, <laughs> like just oh using my, my shell as the board. Um, meanwhile, uh, and, and Gord, you are also running, uh, it being so beefy, you know, you're not the, the fastest runner, but you're, you're working your way over there. Um, can he jump on my back? Uh, no, he cannot. Uh, especially not <laughs> if you also sight. have sex. <laughs> be a minotaur on a centaur's back. Um, but Funny, Chevelle and uh, Saris, you guys are, are running along and uh, unfortunately do not notice that there is a whole wave of tumbleweeds coming in and uh, you guys suddenly start tripping all over them. So uh, Chevelle, Saris is on your back and you second you hit this wave of tumbleweeds, it's like, oh, and uh, Saris, you straight up fall off Chevy's, Chevy's back and are also stuck up in these uh, tumbleweeds. Can both of you roll me another dexterity check? Watch out for those tumbleweeds back there. They'll, 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 uh, they'll get you. I got a 15. Okay. You guys, uh, you both are, are a little worse for the wear. You're a little dusty, you everything. Uh, but you both managed to pull yourself up out of the tumbleweeds and are sprinting to go and make that train. Doc, you get there first. Are you going to uh, wait kind of at the door to try to help pull everybody else on? Or are you just going to run on into the train? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, run in and be be there like in the door, like almost like holding the door open like a subway. And be, come on, come on. Get in here. Get, everybody, come on. You, you really going to let the turtle beat you? Come on. Y'all, y'all got four legs. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Gord, you get there next. You uh, hop up onto the train. Are you also going to uh, stick an arm out to help everyone? Or are you just kind of heading on in? Um, I'm heading on in. Cool. <laughs> and then uh Saris, you get there next. You slipping in? Uh yeah. Slipping is the great the great word for it. I'm just gonna <laughs> slide on in. <laughs> and then uh Chevy, you uh are are sprinting. You are using all of your horsepower to get you on over to there. And um you do. You make it. You uh you leap up into the train uh with the help of Doc sticking out one of his turtle arms to pull a centaur onto a train. Uh <laughs> you guys make it. You are in the final car just as the horn is going to send you guys off on your way. You have made it onto the train. Uh so you guys go in and uh you realize that you are kind of uh at the back of the train or Towards the back, there's one or two cars that are behind you. They're kind of like the the storage uh, section and then like third class, which is is just regular seats uh, and things where people will be sleeping. Um, And then you guys are in what you realize is the uh, second class sleeper car. And there's a bunch of different rooms and things. And and, uh, you see 
someone want to roll a uh, perception check? Yeah, I'll roll a little perception check. Me too. Oh, I got a six. God. I'm rolling pretty good. I got I got 24. Damn. Got another 19. I got a 23. Well, with a, with a 23 and 24, you guys, uh, you could see clearly which uh, of the sort of sleeper rooms in this, uh, the bunks and things are available and which ones are not. Do you guys want to try to uh, claim any of the beds for yourself? I do immediately. <laughs> and and uh, so you go over, you, you uh, how do you want to claim it? Are you going to leave something of yours on the bed? You're going to like muss it up. What are you going to put over there? Um, I want to find one. Is there, can I look around and find one that's kind of like covered in shadows, hidden, like not very noticeable, but like provides the best cover and darkness? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, roll me an investigation check. Okay. I'm going to use this actual die because computer dies. Ooh, here we go. Okay. Uh, that is a 18. With an 18, yeah, you see that like up in the sort of top, there's a top, they're more like bunk beds uh, sort of a thing. And uh, Mm -hmm. up in the top corner, there is one that is empty. And uh, one of the lights on like the top of the train car is is a little bit broken. Uh, So it's kind of extra shadowy over there. Um, And so that is definitely the bed that you are going to want to go grab. So I just, I'm scurrying on up and I'm going to go up there and I'm just going to sit cross-legged in the corner and just, just hide for a minute. Okay. Um, is anyone else going to grab a bed, do something? Gord is wondering, is there a, is there any kind of like a, you know, like a, like a car that has like restrooms that you could bathe in? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you suspect uh, that probably up in like this second class section. No, it's just going to be like bunk beds. And then there's probably a car that's like seats or like a place to hang out. Uh, but you have a good feeling if there's anything like a shower or, or a, a way to bathe yourself, it's definitely going to be up in like the first class cabins. Hmm. Can I roll a perception check to see how hard it would probably be to get up there? Yeah, sure. Uh, five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you guys, uh, just got on this train. You have absolutely no idea how crowded it is. You have no idea how many first class guests are up there. Uh, if it's a lot, uh, you are not in great shape, so it will be a lot harder for you to kind of sneak up there and sneak in and use one. But if there are not that many first class passengers, you might be able to do it. Uh, you kind of have no idea. I want to risk it. all right so you're gonna go on over to the next car Mm -hmm. all right is anybody uh going with gord i'm gonna follow him like one car behind one car so you're not actually walking with him yeah i'm gonna do one car behind i want to show him a little bit of independence (laughs) (laughs) he can do this (laughs) the the parents trailing their kids when they go off to school the first time (laughs) do i know chevy's behind me or is chevy just kind of like yeah, do you want to do this secretly, Chevy, or do you want him to, like, know that you are there? I want him to know that I'm there. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but so he's leading the show. I'm you've done me. this sort of thing before of of all of you kind of, uh, Gord isn't the, the smartest. Like, you guys don't necessarily really have a leader, but he's he's not the smartest guy. And, and so sometimes you all kind of like to let him 
pretend to be the leader of the gang and you just sort of hang back <laughs> in case he needs anything. Um, you know, real patronizing, like. And uh, so <laughs> you guys we're see. A bunch, we're a bunch of outlaws, but there's one law that we don't, we're not above. The buddy system. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very you good. You want to know the secret to a good heist? The buddy system. The buddy system. <laughs> Um, well, 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 Chevelle, you go up. You go up with Gore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay back here with with Sarah. If I could just find her, damn, where where is that woman? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, can you roll a uh, perception check? And Sarah, can you roll a stealth check with advantage? Oh, this isn't fair. <laughs> oh, I four. I got a nine. Uh, I got an eighteen. Yeah, uh, Doc, you're like. 70% sure that Sarah's got on the train with you, but where on earth could she be? Like, how could she have disappeared this quickly? You're like a little bit concerned that she didn't actually get on the train because you cannot find her. All right. All right. Real quick. Attention, everybody. I seem to, I seem to have lost my friend. Uh, if you are Sarah, or if you respond to the name Sarah, can you just uh, like do, do a little whistle or something? You don't have to give away your position. Just kind of let me know you're here. Um, at, you say this and there's one bunk over in a corner that like has a curtain pulled and you just hear someone hello sirs there are people who are trying to sleep here can you keep it down yes I understand but, but there, there's a possible missing person here I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that everybody's alright on this on this train I, 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 I'll, I'll be I'll be going in just a moment if you can just uh, bear with me for a moment Sarah Sarah see you around here Sarah see you answer no <laughs> I, I mutter under my breath just like what an idiot he is and this is so much for keeping cover <laughs> and just like remain quiet <laughs> um, Doc, All right, I, I'm, I'm gonna go check the bad cause <laughs> so uh, Gord sort of takes off and goes through the doors and you guys see uh, that at either end of each of the cars there are doors that uh, quite similar to like the subway or Long Island Railroad or something there uh, is a, a glass window in it so you guys, guys sort of uh, Chevy and, and Doc you guys sit and just wait at the glass door of the, the sleeping car until you see Gord make it all the way down to the other end of the next car and go over until you go into the next one. Um, Gord, you leading the way over here, head into the next car. And it is the uh, second class sort of seating area where like you can spend, it's pretty much the middle of the day right now. So this is where I'll, most of the people with second class passengers, there's a couple people in here. Um, not that many though. Uh, and, and this is where there's just kind of little table seats for you to sit, you know, uh, do whatever you need to do. Um, do you want to hang in here? Or do you want to head on into the next one? Heading on into the next one. All right. You head into the next car. And, uh, as you do that, <laughs> Chevy and doc go into the second class, uh, passenger car and, uh, Gord, you find yourself in, uh, the bar car. So there is a, uh, bar that has all sorts of, um, bottles of, of every type of alcohol you can imagine. It's a little bit fancier because this is a car that is shared by both the first class and by the second class passengers. And behind the bar, you see uh, an octopus. What? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to keep going? Do you want to look around a little bit? Do you want to stop for a drink? Uh, I only want to stop for one thing. Uh, as Gord walks past the bar, can I give the countertop like a quick like wiggle perception check to see if I think I might be able to flip it? <laughs> uh, yes, you absolutely can. Oh my God. 
I don't want to flip it. I just want to know if I might be able to flip it. Okay, you're going to do, so you're going to roll a, uh... I rolled an eight. An eight? Uh, well, I rolled for the bar, uh, (laughs) and it got a three. So you, you jiggle it a little bit, and, um... You you tell, you know, this is like, they don't repair the trains around here that often. If you really put your mind to it, you could totally flip this bar. Okay. Are you, are so you trying I, uh, to test it like secretly or are you just straight up going up and like shaking it? Oh, kind of secretly. Can you roll me a stealth check? Yes. 16. Oh, unfortunately for you, sir, the bartender rolled a 20. Uh, you go over and you, you sort of shake the bar and you're trying to do it sort of secretly, but, uh, this octopus glances over and says, well, hello, (laughs) can I help you, sir? Yes. I was trying to see if I could flip this bar. I don't want to flip it. I just want to know if I could flip it. You just want to test your limits. I see. (laughs) Exactly. Where is the bathroom? The bathroom? That would be in first class, honey. Thank you. And then Gord tries to, like, break away and keep moving. You head down towards the other end of the car, but at the door, uh, which would lead you into the first class section, uh, there is a half-elf standing there uh, in wearing sort of a a conductor's outfit. He's the conductor of the train, and he's uh, standing there. Oh, looking very, very stern. And he says, uh, ticket, please. I need oh, to go shit. into the shower. I'm covered in soot. Sir, I can <laughs> see this, but I need to see your ticket, please. I don't have a ticket, but I need to go into the shower. Sir, are you, are you planning to stay in first class, second class, or third class? I'm in second class, but I need to use the shower. That will be three gold pieces, please. <laughs> I don't have that. I have a bag of rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, if you do not have a ticket, you have to buy a ticket. And unfortunately, the bathrooms are only available to the first class passengers. Well, I can't buy a ticket, but I need to use the shower. Sir, I need you to calm down and also to buy a ticket. R is, um, what's like the window situation? (laughs) (laughs) There are, uh, one side of this car is mostly taken up by the bar, but there are a couple windows like on either side of it. And then the other side of the car is all, uh, windows like a, you know, like a regular train car. Okay. Um, And then, uh, the door behind him as well is, it has like a window uh, on the top half of it, like a subway door would. Oh, that's perfect. Um, I, uh, I'm going to cards on the table. What I would like to do is pick up the halfling, then punch out the window and throw the halfling out the window. <laughs> out the side window? Uh, yeah, I, probably the one. Like just out, out into the, the desert? Yes. <laughs> Not like into another car. Right. No, no. Off of the train. Cool. Cool. Uh, <laughs> All right. I was coming up with a plan to come and use mirror image so that you'd have him just argue with him. But I like your plan. That's <laughs> so uh, I'm going to do a couple things. First is um, Chevy and Doc. You guys are waiting. You have not entered the bar cart yet, but both of you like little creeper cats are just standing at the door to the car staring um, at um, 
gourd down the way. Um, you guys can't actually hear what is going on. So you're just like trying to read body language. Uh, can both of you roll me a uh, investigation or perception to see if you can tell kind of what is happening with Gord? And then Saris, are you following your group or are you still just hanging out in the sleeper car? I was imagining, I want to like... Um if anything's going on in the sleeper car, like my whole point was like to be unnoticed so that mm. if I overhear any conversation <laughs> or anything like that, like that I could just like listen in and get, get Intel. Totally. Uh, so yeah, the sleeper car, unfortunately at the moment, it's got that one guy in, in his bunk who has things closed, but he also, you can like hear him snoring. He's just like fully going to sleep. And otherwise you can see a couple of beds have been claimed, but it's pretty empty. Uh, if you want to try to just like stealth through the next car as well at the next car is the uh, second class, just sort of seating area. And on one end of it <laughs> by the door is um, Doc and Chevy. Uh, and you can either kind of see if there are other people chit chatting around or you can go up and try to follow them without them knowing. I leave it to you. Um, I'd like to yeah, sneak my way into the other card, but to more hear what other people are saying in the car and like just see if I can pick up any sort of information. Cool. Um, can you roll a stealth check? Uh-oh. I got a nine. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, <laughs> slowly slink out of the bed and you're being so sneaky and like you were in this dark corner and and... You're so proud of yourself because this sleeping man over there, I mean, he didn't even hear you. It's, this is incredible. Awesome. And you open <laughs> the door to this car and you're kind of in that in-between area between like train cars and uh, you're, it's so silent. No one has seen you anywhere. And then you go to open the next train car door and it's, and just screeches announcing your presence. Uh, luckily about half the people in the car are kind of used to this noise. And so don't actually look up and clock you, but there are one or two people who like look up to see who is coming in and they definitely like see you there. Figures. Um, DM question. Then, yes. Can you tell us about the passengers that like we passed by through like second class? Yeah, uh, sure. There are, um, there is a little family of uh, it's like a mom, dad and, and two kids um, of dwarves who look like maybe they're on like a little bit of a family vacation or something. They're sitting over there. They're eating little sandwiches that they clearly brought for themselves. Um, <laughs> so they're over in one booth. Uh, they're the ones, uh, Lauren, who sort of looked up and clocked you because like train travel is really exciting for them. They haven't. They've been like Aww. they kind of splurged on this uh second class uh, passage sort of situation. Um, and then further along the way, you see um, a uh, another dwarven woman who is just like covered in jewelry. She is sipping from uh, a glass of champagne. She uh, is looking around clearly like super enamored with the whole situation. And she in particular keeps looking over at the uh, other little dwarven family and kind of just being like, oh, it's so cute. Um, so she's sitting over there and with her is a, um, half orc gentleman who's just kind of sitting very straight. He's wearing, uh, what looks like a sort of uniform, uh, isn't really chatting with her, interacting with her, but is sitting and sort of paying attention to like what she's doing. And yeah, those are the only people that you see in that car. 
Uh, and then yes, I had asked Chevy and doc to make either investigation or perception to see if you can tell what's happening with Gord. I also got an eight. perception. (laughs) You guys, uh, can tell that Gord is talking to someone, but being Gord, uh, it's kind of hard to tell when he's like angry and when he's just being normal. Um, so you kind of, you know, he's having a conversation and you, you know, Gord, but, uh, you don't actually know what the conversation's about or what's happening there. Chevelle, Chevelle, I, I think let, let's just give him a little bit of space. I think, you know, he's been doing so well on his own. Let's just, let's let him run free. You know what I mean? No, he's really become quite a people person over our last few, over the last few <laughs> adventures. Yeah, I'm, I think he's doing splendid. I really, I I really hope he makes a friend out of this. He, he's really doing a good job. I, I think he's going to come out of this with with not only a handful, you know, a pocket full of gold, but also some lifelong friends that he meets along the way. Gord, I'm going to need you to roll a uh, contested strength check against this uh, half elf to see if you can pick him up. That is a nat 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, so I was going to make you then also roll to see if you could physically break the window. But with a nat 20, yeah, you fully pick this guy up and it's what? Hi, what's happening? And you (laughs) shook him out a side window, shattering it clean. It is a neat now. There's not even a remnant of glass left in this window. And you uh, have just chucked the conductor of the train out of the train and uh, can, I, can I roll a perception check to see if I see the conductor fly past? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 24. All right, I'm actually. <laughs> I, I just rolled to see if maybe the conductor could like grab onto a piece of the train and maybe not fly off into the distance. And uh, he rolled a nat one, so no. <laughs> he is fully. In the desert, uh, God knows where uh, this has never happened to him before. He is uh, in a complete state of shock and is just going to sit there for a couple of hours. Oh, oh, Sh- Sh- Shvel, I think I think, you know what? You know, maybe we give him a little too much space. Let- let's get back in there. Come on. <laughs> um, you also see that the uh, the octopus bartender looks over at you, Gordon, says, mm, honey, that was mighty fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys are heading into the bar cart. Yeah, I, I, I bust into the bar cart. And uh, Sarah, are you going to follow them or are you going to hang out in a passenger car? I'm going to hang out in the passenger car. I want to investigate that like wealthy woman that's in second class, but not first. And the mysterious man with her. Okay. We are going to uh, do that first, I think, Sarah. Um, so do you okay. want to go over and try to sit near her do you want to start a conversation with her how do you want to approach uh observing her i just want to sit maybe in the car behind or like the seat behind them and just try to see what i can overhear of their conversation okay so you go and you you sit sort of nearby close enough to hear things but you also have been really like slinky and sneaky and and so uh this neither the woman nor the guy actually i'm gonna she doesn't see you and neither does he and so you, you're hiding behind there and, and you can see that she's like looking around. She's checking out the window. She's she's in there about all this. And she's saying, oh, my God, did you see? Oh, my God, look at this. It's so funny. Look at that little family. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then she's like drinking her champagne. And she's clearly like 
kind of talking to the man with her, but mostly kind of talking to herself. And she fully does not expect him to, to answer her. Oh, so they're probably not together. She's just being friendly, maybe. Uh, if you want, you can roll a either perception or investigation to see if you can tell a little bit more about who they are and their relationship. Okay. Perception. Ooh, I got a 19, so that's a 21. Ooh. So uh, you, after observing them for a few minutes and kind of how they're interacting, get the impression that he is probably an employee. He's been hired to not necessarily be a, it's half bodyguard, half butler sort of a situation of like, he's there to accompany her on this trip and kind of do what needs to be done for her. Uh, he's, he's a strong guy, but he's also not like super, he's not purely a bodyguard here. And so she is kind of talking at him, uh, but he is waiting for cues for there to be, uh, for him to have to respond. He recognizes that the things that she's saying aren't necessarily things that he needs to answer. Okay. Can I, um, do they have any luggage near them? They do not have any luggage. Hmm. And you also uh, realize now that in the uh, sleeper car, that in looking around at the beds that were taken, that you saw that there's the one guy sleeping in his bed. Mm -hmm. uh, you had taken one. And then there were four other beds that had already been claimed, which you uh, assume belong to the family that you watched. Oh, which means that this, Pairing does not have beds claimed. Correct. Odd. Hmm. Can I linger a little bit to see if she continues to talk or like, so they don't have any luggage by them. Do they have any other possessions nearby or it's just pretty much them sitting in what they're wearing in their seats? It's really just them. Uh, she's got a little bottle of champagne and a glass that uh, you, you can tell. <laughs> she definitely brought this glass herself. It is her own champagne glass that she brought with her and and is pouring this sort of things for herself. But they they uh, have kind of nothing else with them. But also uh, so you're sitting here looking at them and, and Chevy and Doc are standing over by the door and you hear the crash of the window. And then uh, we <laughs> you also make a perception <laughs> check to see if you see the guy. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the conductor roll straight past the window. Uh, perception check. Was yes. That? Everybody on the train turns left. Oh, oh my God. I got a nat one. <laughs> you you are so engrossed in this woman and her, her butler uh, that you fully do not see a man screaming as he flies past the side of the train. Uh, the, the family on vacation, whoever does, and they're like, oh. Do you, th do you think that was, do you think that was part of that? Oh, maybe, maybe it's like some entertainment. I don't know. Oh, look at this train. So much fun. Wow. Interactive theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, as this happens, you, um, I love see, the, participation. <laughs> see that the, the woman, um, actually sort of turns her head a little bit and then looks directly at the guy and, uh, who's with her and says, oh my God, did you just see the crash? Do you think there's something going on in there? No, madam. I, do you think that I should go and, and check it out? Would you like me to do that? No, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's just somebody getting like really drunk and you know, there's like a bunch of stuff going on in there. Oh my God. You know, it's so funny being in second class. Cause like you were right. This is a real trip coming in to see how like 
the lower classes live. It's hilarious. And he just sort of like nods and, and she's looking around. She's like, I don't know, but this bottle, we're kind of running low. So like, maybe we should go and then like get some more. Although you brought, you brought our, our own selection of, of champagnes, right? Because like I looked at their bar as we walked through and it was not up to par. You know, you know. And he looks at her and says, yes, ma'am. Yes, I know. Oh my God, Samuel, we have talked about this. You are not allowed to call me ma'am. Ma'am is my mother. I am a young, <laughs> vibrant woman. Still unmarried, but working on it. So no, ma'am is my mother. I am uh, Lady Cece. We've talked about this. Yes, my apologies. And so they, you can see she's pouring kind of the last of the champagne into her glass. And once she finishes it, she's probably going to get up and go into the other car. Okay. Um, I'll probably get the jump on that and like sneak ahead, um, kind of muttering under my breath, like sarcastically, how charming. And then just like <laughs> skirt on through before they do. So, uh, so you follow on into the bar car where Chevy and Doc have already gone in to go see Gord. What are the three of you guys doing now that you are in the bar cart and now that Saris has uh, joined you guys? Whoa, now, uh, hey, hey, Gord, what, uh, what, what, what happened there with, with that uh, fella that, that's gone, uh, gone on a little trip there? What, did, did he ask you to do that? Maybe, maybe, I hope he asked you to throw him out the window. <laughs> he wouldn't let me through, and I have to go take a shower. <laughs> I, I understand. Why do why, maybe we should use our words here. Why do you have to take a shower? I have to shower really badly. I really, really need to go take a shower. <laughs> as, as he says this, uh, you hear the, the activist bartender go, mm, honey, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I just uh, roll an investigation check on the bar to see, is it nicer than mine? Yes, yes, you can. Roll <laughs> Uh, can I call it an insight check? Sure. Uh, 16? Yeah. This bar is nicer than yours. It's got some really pretty, like, gold uh, filigree and, and some intricate stuff. It's, it's, it is a bar that has clearly been designed to be sufficient for, like, fancy first-class people, whereas your bar is, like, the down-home uh, cheers sort of a place. All right, Eight Arms. No one asked you. <laughs> you <don't>... <laughs> <laughs> now, what? What? Why? Why do we have to get you to a shower so much? Just because you're a little dirty? I mean, those pants are filthy. I, I've never seen you worry about showers before. Uh, I know. I know my pants are filthy. I just really need to go take a shower. Okay. I. Uh, and I'm like, I mean, I'm really doing the like, like exhale thing. There's like steam kind of coming out of my my cow nose. Can I can I roll an insight check to see if I can figure out what's going on? Um, you guys have been friends for like a while and stuff. And, uh, you, you know that, uh, Gord is like kind of sensitive about the fact that he has these like really grody pants and you've never seen him wear pants other than like, you've seen him change his shirt, wear new socks, wear new shoes. Like, you know, he's, he has some pretty nice clothes. He takes really good care of like, you know, his, his, his other clothes and things, but you realize You've you've literally never seen him wear other pants. And also every time you've ever brought it up, he like gets really huffy and, and upset about it. 
<laughs> so you're like, you, you haven't necessarily seen him this passionate about taking a shower, but a lot of that is because all of your exploits thus far have been really local. So he's been able to like get back home for those types of needs. So you're not really sure what the shower aspect is, but you guys know for a fact, these are like, this is like his only pair of pants. God, is this like, you know, so, sometimes when I go to a new place, like I get a little, you know, I, I can't feel comfortable until I, you know, take a shower or until I, I take my shoes off and, you know, kind of make fists with my feet. You know what I mean? Is this like one of those things? I can't take my pants off. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I understand that we're in a bar cart. Like you, you definitely don't want to be taking your pants off right here. No, I, I mean, I mean, I can't take my pants off. Well, I can't take them off. They're stuck on. What, 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 what do you, what do you mean? I don't, I don't, maybe I'm not following you. Have you tried like unbuttoning them and then like sliding them down your legs? You I can't also, do it. Okay. I, <laughs> you guys see as you are having this conversation that the bartender has fully stopped doing everything and is just <laughs> leaning closer and closer. She's got one tentacle sort of on her akimbo uh, on her hip and one under her chin looking over. She is very intrigued by this conversation. <laughs> I woke up one morning and I, this was probably 12 years ago. I woke up one morning and I went to put on my pants and my belt broke. So I tied my pants on with a piece of rope as a belt. And I went to the store to go get a new belt. But on the way there, I came across a wizard and I pissed him <laughs> off and he cursed me so that the rope around my pants would be impossible to untie. And I haven't been able to take my pants off for the past 12 years. <laughs> All right. I'll be honest. I've got a lot of logistical questions to ask. But first, let, let me see this now. I bet you I can untie. I got, I got some slippy fingers here. C come over here. Let, let, let me give oh that thing a try. Oh, my God. You also, you hear the bachelors and go, oh, honey, if you bring that knot over here, I've got eight arms who can untie it. <laughs> it's pointless, okay? I, I studied, you know, rope work and knots and... I've learned everything there is to know about undoing knots. It's impossible to untie. It's a cursed knot. Um, are you going to let them like see your belt or are you kind of hiding it? Uh, yeah, they can see it. All right. Uh, <laughs> whoever wants to can roll me a um, investigation check to see if you recognize this knot. I rolled a nat five, so seven. I rolled a ten. Can the can the octopus bartender give me the Nine. help action? Oh, honey, yes, she can give you the help action. <laughs> oh god, I rolled a two. It's even worse. I uh, know it has to be the bartenders. And uh, Chevy, what'd I'm you just roll? Slapping away her arms. <laughs> <laughs> They're like slowly slinking over, getting a little closer, wanting to take their shot. Uh, sorry, Chevy, what did you roll? I think it was a six. Yeah, you guys all look at this knot and. Uh, you have never seen anything like it. You don't even see where there's like, there's no ends that are loose for you to like try tugging on or, or it's like a ridiculously tight knot. And then of course there's the added difficulty of he's been wearing it for 12 years. So it, the knot itself is like 
dirty and grimy and you, it's a little hard to tell like kind of where the the different parts of the rope like even are coming together and what is tied to what and you guys have never in your lives seen a knot quite like this one. Sarah mutters under her breath and just goes, how revolting. <laughs> well, now, uh, I'll be honest, this raises a lot of questions, but I, do, do you mind? Can I, can I take a little swing at it? Cause you know, I, you know, I was, I was in the army, you know, I've told you all before, I have a lot of war stories I've told you about. And one of the things that they teach you, they teach you tying knots. <laughs> and let me tell you, I know all the uh, bowline. I know the square knot. I know the thieves knot. I know other knots. And I'll bet you this is just like a combination of like two or three of those knots. Gord, are you going to let them attempt to untie the knot or are you going to say like, no? Uh, Gord is like really antsy. So he's like, you can try, but don't take too long because I I really got to go take a shower. (laughs) Uh, If you want to try, you can roll a uh, sleight of hand check. Uh, Nine plus one, so ten. Yeah, you don't you look at it and you realize even with your army knowledge of knots, you don't even know where to begin with this thing. It's it's you. You kind of make a show out of like looking at it and being like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, see, this is basically just just uh, an alternate version of of a simple uh, cow switch double lick around. And so, <laughs> so, I mean, now it, it would take me a little bit of time, but I could definitely do it. But I but you when you say shower. I. Uh, I can't take the pants off, so I can't, when I have to go to the bathroom, I can't just go (laughs) to the bathroom in the pants, because then the pants would be stuck on me, and I'd be walking around with my bathroom pants. So, (laughs) So I have to wait until I can wade into a body of water or turn a shower on so that I can go to the bathroom and it can wash away. The bathroom on my pants. <laughs> Can, okay, Saris doesn't say this to the group, but I just want people to know what she's thinking. And yeah. she's considering, like, why doesn't he just cut the pants below where the belt is and cut them off? <laughs> but Saris does not offer these words of wisdom. She no, just keeps them like, to herself. She's cool, just cool. like, she's scowling at the whole situation and that's what she's thinking. But she's just like, these people are so dumb, they deserve to live in their dumbness. <laughs> I was going to do a Chevy's thinking, he can't untie the knot. Why doesn't he just cut the rope? <laughs> uh, are you going to say this or are you just thinking this? No, no, I'm just thinking it. <laughs> We're all just thinking it. And and, and the entire time, Doc's just thinking, I bet you I can untie that rope. (laughs) Uh, Chevy, do you you want to attempt to do this? Or are you really just having these thoughts and just thinking it through? I'm just trying to imagine, huh, do I have a sword or something like that? Uh, Just pants him in the middle of this car. (laughs) Octopus lady, here you go. Gord, I, I feel like we need to consider the option of maybe yeah. like a front flap oh, and a butt flap. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I go to cut it, but I said I cut him <laughs> a butt flap and a front flap. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's going to cut the rope. 
The bartender sees you cutting uh, holes in the pants in just the right places and says, mm, <laughs> a little fashion designer, are we? I'll take me a pair of those. So, so I have I have a butt flap and a front flap now. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have any way to keep it fastened to the rest of the <laughs> Did you guys think that through or are you just uh, fully exposing yourself in every way right now? You know what? I I, I didn't bring my, my sewing kit on, on my clasps. Uh, so we're going to have to we're going to have to figure this out. But why don't you it, it, you I, you're literally jumping up and down right now. Why don't you go take that uh, that shower and, and we'll, we'll start working on some kind of closure system while you're in there. I don't even need to shower anymore. I have a front flap now. I have a front flap now. <laughs> and then in his joy, uh, Gord flips the bar. <laughs> um, I am going to need you to roll a, a strength check to see you're like capable, but like, are you actually going to do it? Can, can we, can we uh, give advantage just because of how excited we've made him? <laughs> um, one of you can give him the help action. Yeah. So you can oh, roll yeah. with advantage. Oh my God. The higher of the two rolls is a 24. <laughs> It doesn't kick for <laughs> you. Uh, are you trying to flip? So, yeah. So you've got the the front section of the bar. It's sort of like a semicircle attaching to the other wall. Um, and you, uh, in your excitement, go over and grip the lip of it. And you are you trying to like fully flip it behind you, or are you just trying to like snap it in half? What do you have a plan, Gord? Yeah, I think I'm. <laughs> I'm just kind of trying to flip it up, but like, I don't want to hit the octopus. So I think I'm flipping it like hot dog style, not hamburger style. <laughs> <laughs> Can you roll me a performance check? Yes. 15. 15. Okay. So yeah, you, you do a, a fine job. It's sort of you, you bump into the octopus a little, a little bit on your way, uh, but you managed to flip it. And so now on the other side where there were like, tables and and little stools and things for people to get a drink and sit. Uh, They're just fully smashed and knocked over because you've taken this bar and you have flipped it over on the other side. And now the octopus is just standing there in front of a wall of bottles of liquor. And uh, she is, is uh, as I said, she got bummed a little bit, but she's like, "Mm, honey, (laughs) I I, I, want to walk into the bar to be like, Listen, your bar may look nice, but if you haven't planned for the opportunity of a bar flipping Minotaur, then quite frankly, you know nothing about the establishment, honey. Oh, I'm fine with that. Hey there, handsome. And she clearly (laughs) couldn't care less that her bar's gone. She is fully enamored (laughs) with Gord. (laughs) Can I I roll an insight check, Uh, like, on her tip jar or something? Uh, (laughs) Should she make it more money than me? Um, she, uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. You, you roll it, uh, an investigation tech to see if you could see like a tip jar or, or any kind of indication of like earnings or whatever. Uh, 18. You, th- you think probably you guys are, are making about even in the, in the long run. She definitely has a couple of like big, uh, coins and bills and things in there in the tip jar, but in terms of actual like sales stuff, yeah, you guys are probably, from what you can gather from simply looking at a bar, uh, you guys probably you're doing you're doing OK. You're holding your own. She probably put that that hundred dollar bill in there herself, you know, just to drum up business. She she sort of slinks over and, and looks over at you and she's like, well, hello, I'm Bernice. What's your name? 
one side Bernice, I need to pee. Uh, and then I kind of like <laughs> box her out and like go over to that like train door and throw it open and pee out the door. Are you are you peeing in the direction of the uh, second class seating area or the first class door that you haven't gone through yet? Um, I was thinking kind of like that. If we're thinking like, like, like the space in between cars, the same hole you yeah, threw the conductor like, out of. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's yeah. which direction are you going in? So it's that space between cars. But are you headed back towards uh, the direction that you came to pee in between the cars, or are you going in between the car the car you're in and the one that you have not gone to, which is the first class? The latter, yeah. the first class ones. All mm-hmm. right. So you open the door to go pee, and uh, suddenly find that the the other door to the first class is open and standing there in front of you in all her glory is the most beautiful woman you have ever seen. Oh fuck. It's Jolene. And she glances at you. She does a very obvious look down and then look up. And she says, Oh, hello there. And uh, she, she, Clearly does not recognize you. Uh, just goes, one side, Jolene, I need to pee. <laughs> so you've heard of me then. She's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Gord was peeing in between the, the train tracks and Jolene just came mid pee. Oh, yeah. uh, he, he opened peeing, the door yeah? and at the same time, like he opened the door and she's already right there. Uh, I don't know how much oh. control you have over your bladder. If you would like to actively be peeing, uh, you can be. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm peeing. <laughs> You're peeing. Okay, um, I'm going to need a uh, a performance check from you. <laughs> roll for pee. <laughs> I need you to roll for pee. Which one's the wind blowing? Oh my god! Performance. <laughs> it's a good pee. I got a twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a steady stream. Oh my god! It is a real steady stream, and you also just have—you weren't even startled by by the appearance of Jolene. It's just a—you have complete control over this thing. It is a beautiful arc headed straight in between the cars. Uh, <laughs> And it's it's impressive. It's a rainbow in the sun. Yeah, in the, in the fading sun, it's like a little bit of a rainbow over there. This is the best first boss confrontation I've ever seen. <laughs> if this isn't like an encapsulation of what being a DM is, I don't know what is. Uh, I just I look at her and I'm like, this is the first time I haven't peed my pants in twelve years. <laughs> And I'm not going to let you ruin that for me. She is going to roll to see if she is phased by your confession. She is not. Uh, she's going to say, all right, well, that's nice. And then she just sort of pushes you aside. And uh, she and uh, three men walk into the bar car. And she looks at all of you. Hmm. I want to be hidden. I mean, like, I... I'm not trying to like do this like after the fact. So mm-hmm. if I'm not allowed, that's okay. But like the whole point was like, I don't want my yeah, group no, to even know that I'm on like <laughs> when Doc didn't find me, like I want them to just assume I never made it. <laughs> like I've just been hiding this whole time. You yeah. No, you successfully have just like been in a corner and, and no one uh, in this, in this car has even registered that you are there at the moment. Uh, so you are hiding Cha-cha-cha. over in a corner. 
Uh, Can I whisper? Can I? Doc, how do you want to play this one? As I start (laughs) to get my fingers all ready. (laughs) Listen, I'll I'll be honest. I'd I'd be happy to take on Jolene and her cronies if we were the 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 fearsome four. The what is our name? The the deplorable four. But the the problem is, I look around. I count one, two, three because we're we're missing our our sneaky sneaky rogue. Because I looked all around and I couldn't find her. So it's just the the two of us versus (laughs) them. I hear the two of you talking about me, and no, you can't take me. Oh, we, we've been talking way too loud. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm half horse. So <laughs> loud well, uh, well uh, Jolene, right? I, I think I've, I, I might have heard of that name. Uh, she flips her hair back, and it's like that slow-mo, 90s supermodel hair commercial sort of situation. And she's like, oh, you've definitely heard of me. How did she do that with her ha- her hair defined gravity for a moment? That was amazing. Um, Chevy, I need you to roll a nat 20. For, or I'm sorry, a d20 for I, me. I if you can roll a roll nat 20, a that'd nat be great. 20. But just roll a 20 and tell me what you get. I so badly want it to be a nat 20 now. <laughs> a one. Ah! A one. <laughs> she uh, yeah, looks at you guys. She has no fucking clue who you guys are uh, and also knows that, you know, exactly who she is. And she is reveling in the fact that uh, her reputation has preceded her. Hmm. Now, uh, what happened to the bar? Well, that that was our, our, our fine friend over there. Who's, who's letting that, that very powerful stream go out right now. You know, he's is a beefy boy. I, I wouldn't. You know, you shouldn't. Uh, shouldn't mess with a with with, with a you know with a with a horse like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's cute. Telling me who I can and cannot fight. Well, I mean, I, I, obviously, our reputation precedes us. You know, we are the, the deplorable four. Yeah, I don't even need to introduce us because you're so familiar with us. I'm sure. Mm, well. Everyone's heard of the deplorable four. Ask and, anybody on this train. And I look up to the bartender like, right? Um, I need you to roll a perception or a uh, persuasion check to see if uh, Bernice picks up on on you wanting to. Can to- I, can I uh, pull out like a, a copper coin and hold it to her like it's a, a bribe? Uh, yeah, a copper piece ain't gonna bribe her. So <laughs> you just you just go roll a straight <laughs> persuasion check. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, that's not terrible. Oh, my persuasion's minus two. Uh, ten. <laughs> a ten. Yeah. Oh yeah, honey. Everyone's heard of the adorable four. We're deplorable. We're bad. We're bad. Deplor- no, deplorable. No, you're so bad. All right. <laughs> yeah, Jolene uh, looks over you guys. She she's not intimidated in any way. She uh, says, "Well." I was coming in here to get a drink, but I see it's a little dirty in here. So, well, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure this this fine bartender will, will clean up for you. Where, where, where by oh, chance? Oh, that's are you? not my job, honey. All right, but Jolene, where, where by chance are you? Uh, you headed off to? <laughs> where am I headed to? Yeah, well, what, what kind of capers you on? You know, it being in the the same type of. Uh, type of field, you know, I thought maybe, you know, you and I, professional courtesy, you know, our group could exchange information with your group, but no, maybe we can help each other out. Oh, you think that you could help me? 
Well, yeah, of course. I mean, we, you know, we know so many, you know, despicable, deplorable, information-y things. That's cute. But, uh, no, I don't think you could help me at all. But because you seem, oh, so desperate, I'm on my way to, uh, rob a bank. What? Well, you know, funny you should say that. You know, we know a lot of, uh, people who like robbing banks. Oh, I'm sure you do. Now, you know, uh, what, you know, what, what type of bank are you robbing? Is it, you know, big bank, small bank? Are you doing a vault? Are you doing a money cage? You know, we've, we've done some, uh. We, we've robbed some, and, and he thinks back to Chevelle. Uh, <laughs> sorry, he thinks back to, to Gord robbing the guy. We've robbed some uh, people of, you know, very fine stones, you know, if you know what I mean, you know, using the parlance of our day. Can you roll a deception check? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a, a three minus two is a one. <laughs> Uh, she rolled a four so (laughs) you had a really good shot of deceiving her in this instance because she is quite distracted by Bernice but uh, no she knows perfectly well that you are really trying to make your exploits sound cooler than they are I mean there were a lot of and she's giving you a look where like it's not pity but like she's looking at you like she clearly thinks that you are pathetic All right, this this feels bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what this was there, uh, an audition. That's what this was. An uh, audition? To what? Audition. Be a part of my group? Yes, ma'am. Miss? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone who calls themselves the adorable four. De- deplorable. De- deplorable. Deplorable? Yeah, deplorable. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Because there's like alliterative aspect to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know how alliteration works. But thanks. And she just looks at you and thinks you're even more pathetic than she thought before. (laughs) Meanwhile, Saris is like shaking her head because she's like, they don't even know what alliteration is. You know, know, alliterative when when things are uh, alliterate. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm so some have called me illiterate. You know what I mean? Um, sure they have. She uh looks at you guys, she's not intimidated even a little bit. And uh so she she sort of also Gord, are you still peeing or have you rejoined the group? Absolutely still peeing. You've been holding it in for days. You've you've developed a, a just insane bladder capacity because of your limited access to bodies of water and things. Uh, and so, yeah, you Especially just... Especially in a desert. In oh a desert, God. yeah. It's This I'm has been a long, bull, hard 12 years for you. I'm half bull, but I uh, share a lot of characteristics with camels. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're just fully still peeing out, out the door. Um, and Jolene is, is scowling, looking at all of you and finds this. I mean... Can I derail the whole thing right here? <laughs> I, sh- go for it. <laughs> Jolene, that wasn't the audition. This is the audition. And then we run into first class and start robbing them. <laughs> 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 oh my God. So, so your plan is to push past Gord, who is in an open doorway, and, and run into the first class cabin. <laughs> This point, and- <laughs> I may commit to that. Uh, thoughts on rob people. Cool. So I can, can I need- whisper this plan over to Doc? Doc, I have an idea. <laughs> it's gonna sound crazy. 
<laughs> and it involves me pushing past a peeing minotaur as a centaur. I don't think that sounds crazy at all. If this is what you want to do, sure. Uh, so you are going to uh, whip out your gun and you are going to try to run past Gord. motherfucker. All right. I need a Chevy to roll uh, strength and I need Gord to roll perception to see if uh, Chevy can push past. And Gord, I want to see if you can, this being like your crew, can you intimate that like, you know what he's trying to do here? Got an eight. Try pushing it in. I push myself off the train. 19. A 19. All right. So, uh, Gord, uh, with the 19, you fully understand what Chevy's plan is. Um, will you move out of the way or are you going to stand there and continue peeing? Um, (laughs) I'm going to move out of the, I'll like throw a hand up at the top of the doorway and just kind of lean forward. That way I can keep peeing, but he can get past me. But he can get past you. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, Chevy, you, uh, Gord, pra- recognize in a rare moment of brilliance, recognizes <laughs> uh, what his his crew met, uh, fellow bandit, is planning to do. And you go galloping on into the first class passenger car. Uh, Doc, are you going with him? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll run past with him and go and yell back to Johnny. Well, just I mean, I mean, watch this. You know, my boy here, he he's fantastic at robbing. Look, look, look at this robbery we're about to do. Uh, Gord is gonna yell to them like, "Save some for me." Uh, is there a way for me to roll perception to see how many people are in there or something? Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. You, you and Doc both bust into the first class car and uh, roll perception to see what you find in there. Ooh, a six. I see things. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, the first class car is empty. <laughs> well, just, ladies and gentlemen, this is a rock. Hold up, everybody. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, okay. This, well, this is going to be embarrassing. Let's let's just check all the seats, make sure there's no one hiding. Maybe they they heard us coming. They you know ducked under the seats, you know, because they're all afraid. Like, uh, Gord, Gord <laughs> finishes peeing and walks in and just goes, "I told you to save some for me." <laughs> <laughs> I have a crazy idea uh yeah tell me it can we get saris back up here is there any way to communicate you don't uh, know you I'm would there. have to oh we don't know where you you guys still don't know you still no, have, have no, no idea, idea where saris we, is we're just hoping she's behind. you guys okay. yeah are, are like hopefully assuming that saris is back over in like the bunks uh but you don't actually have any idea where saris is but you uh can hear coming from the bar car a uh Jolene is fully laughing at all of you. Uh, okay, can we do a quick huddle? <laughs> the Minotaur. <laughs> Guys, we need, to, we need to talk quickly. This is embarrassing. She's laughing at us, but I have an idea. Yeah, go She's for it. going to rob a bank. What if we rob the bank before her? What if we cut the caboose of this car and just take the first class in the train and beat her there? Uh, can you roll an intelligence check yeah, that's for me? It. <laughs> Guys, what we're going to do is a Da Vinci Code. <laughs> 14. You know that for this particular train design, the engine is at the back of the train. It's a push train. It's a, it's a push train. They, they exist. They're canon in this world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, it's advanced technology. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to pretend it didn't. You guys are sticking to the plan. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> well, guys, this is even more embarrassing. Well, Doc, do you have a way to get us out of this one? <laughs> you know, uh, unfortunately, I think this is one of those times we're just going to have to kind of take our lumps. And, you know, I, I, I don't see a way out of this where we retain our, you know, our dignity. So I think we just got to, you know, shovel up whatever bits we got currently, hold on to those dearly, and, you know, pray for salvation in the near future that we can get some additional honor and dignity back in our lives. Wait, I have an idea. All right. So real quick, Gord, your last idea was throwing the conductor out of the car. Is it better or worse than that idea? Just so I can kind of gauge where I should, you know, <laughs> what I should prepare for. It's much better. And as the leader of this team. <laughs> yep. Yep. Leader of the team. Yep. I think I say. have earned the respect of having when I have an idea. The other people on the team have they <laughs> let me do it. <laughs> well said, Gord. Well said. Uh, why, why don't you enlighten us on your, your <laughs> on your idea? Watch this. Uh, and Gord kind of like marches back toward Jolene in the bar car. <laughs> uh, do you guys all go back into the bar car with him? Yeah, we're we're following. At least yeah. I'm, I'm following along pretty close. I whisper just loud enough for everybody to hear. But if there were people in there, we would have robbed them real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gord comes in and uh, looks at Jolene and goes, "We robbed everybody in that car, and this is what we got." And uh, he holds up the bag of pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, (laughs) Jolene looks at you and, uh, you can read or probably Gord can't, but everyone else in the room can read on her face that she thinks that Gord is pathetic, but in a sad way, she's like, oh, this poor guy, this is really low. And she, she just sort of looks at all you guys and goes, hmm. Okay, well, sure you did. I'm going to head on back over to my car. But in the meantime, I uh, hope you'll enjoy a little gift on my part. Boys. And as she says that, uh, you see the three men who are with her all uh, take out their weapons. And uh, you notice next to one, there is a wild coyote who's starting to bristle up. And she says, ta-ta, see you. Well, probably never. And she leaves and goes into the first class car, and I am going to need you all to roll initiative. Where'd that coyote come from? (laughs) I got 18. That's 16. And I got a 15. All right, so uh, we are going to stop at the top of the order. Start at the top of the order. Saris, you are up first. In front of you, you see there are three men, uh, all guns a-blazing and a coyote. Um, Okay, so I... Can I do a sneak attack? 
Um, I believe that she Or do I have to wait to do that? So you have your um, assassinate feature. So you have advantage on any attack roll against creatures that haven't taken a turn yet. So anyone you attack right now, you'll have advantage. And that also grants you sneak attack. Okay. Actually, I want to do the... I want to use my short bow. Your short bow? um, Yeah, and try to fire, fire an arrow through the coyote. Through the coyote. Okay. And so are you you don't want to use sneak attack though? Um hmm. actually that's still sneak attack. I know, but it was I was just making sure that uh Saris wants to use it. I mean there's no reason not to, I suppose. Yeah, I'll use yeah. the sneak attack. Yeah, okay. So uh why don't you roll the attack? Okay. And then do I add anything to this? Oh, and you're rolling your attack with advantage as well. Oh, okay. And for your, your short bow, you are adding four. So, but you're rolling with advantage. So the yeah, first one you said it. was a seven plus four and that, that's it. Yeah. My second roll was a three. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, fire short bow and unfortunately it just bounces off uh, into and sticks into like the wood of, of the wall of the car and you miss. Okay, well, in that case, does that give away that I'm there, or is it so pathetic that no one even knows? <laughs> <laughs> is that the wind? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, everybody now knows that you are indeed uh, here. You're still like in the shadows, but they they are like, oh, Saris, you you are it. you. They know you've arrived. <laughs> okay. Well, Saris, so she did make the trade. <laughs> I thought we left you behind. You know, I, those those other names that we were talking about, you know, the terrible three. Don't you shouldn't read in anything into that. You know, we're still the deplorable four. We were just, you know, we were worried you weren't with us. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> um, Saris, is there anything else you wanted to do? Bonus action movement. Um, I would like to do, do, do to hide. OK. And that's a bonus action, right, Brian? Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Now it is uh Chevy's turn. I'm gonna level my guns at those two guys, at two of the three fellas, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna shoot, I'm just gonna hold it there ready to to pull the trigger if they try to do any funny motions. But I wanna use my beast speech to talk to the coyote. See how he's doing. <laughs> okay. Uh uh, so yeah. you wanna talk to this coyote. Hey buddy. Don't worry about that last uh, like bolt that hit that wood over there. That wasn't for you or any of it wasn't for you at least. Uh, why are you? Uh, do you really want to be with these guys? Why'd you, why'd you join us? They are my friends. You are food. We are friends, not food. <laughs> no, you're food. You can see there's like a little bit of drool coming out of his mouth. He's looking at I, you real yummy. I, I, I lean over top to the guys. Guys, this is a mean coyote. I wish you hit him with a bolt the first time. <laughs> Ain't never been what a coyote. <laughs> um, so you, you want it just ready in action? Yeah, I want a ready in action. Okay, so who are you? There are three guys. There's one who... Uh, Looks like he's maybe the leader of, of, or he's a little higher up than the other two. And then there's kind of two cronies. Uh, which cronies. two? You're pointing straight at the two cronies? Cronies. Okay. We uh, take prisoners. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, he can ready an action against one of them. Okay. So you have yeah. to pick one okay. of the, of the guys. Um, okay. I'll go for the left guy. And you are waiting for uh, them to attack. And that's when you want to use your action. I have. Uh, so how can I do that? Can I just ready it for whenever one of us shoots or when they react? Brian, do you mind helping me out a little bit with this? Uh, so with a ready action, um, you essentially declare your action. So you're going to shoot when a trigger happens. So I shoot when they attack. I shoot when they threaten us. Okay, so when they attack, I shoot. I'll do that. So when this guy attacks. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so when the guy when, on when the left, attacks. crony So attacks. when the enemy attacks. Or so crony, so when one crony attacks, you will fire at him. Yeah. Cool. And then do you want to uh, use your movement or a bonus action? Um. All right, you know what? I have to really lead into the centaur thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to charge over to the right guy. So I can ready an action against the left guy, right? Yes. Can I charge the right guy? The right no. Guy, Brian is, no, because you're readying your action and the charge is also an action. So you should, you can do one or the other. All right. God, I feel like I'm about to start something really bad. You know what? Let's just go full centaur. I'm just going to charge and hoof kick one of the guys, the, the left guy. Don't Excellent. worry about readying the action. The, He's okay. going to go hoofs to the face. So you are going to go uh, charge at him. Uh, roll your attack. That's you add a plus five to... It is 21. A 21 definitely hits. Roll damage. <laughs> Six. Whoo. Okay. You run up and you charge this, uh, this guy over on the side and he was unprepared for all of his experience with like horses out here in the wild west. He has uh, not a lot of experience with centaurs. And so is just like real confused by this whole situation. And you come up and you just kick him straight in the head and uh, he is bleeding. He is looking uh, decently fucked already. So that was your action. Do you want to do anything else? Um, I can still shoot him, right? No. No? Because that's also an action. Back up a little bit. Okay, so you use a little bit of movement to to back up. That was tremendously violent. (laughs) Uh, That is uh, because you're backing up. How far do you want to get like, you know, 20 feet away or do you want to just get like five feet back? uh, I just want to get back to in line, five feet back, like where everybody else is. Okay, so you are still within his... uh, range so it wouldn't be an opportunity attack right brian so if if you go up and attack someone and then you move back they get a free oh, attack yeah. on you um so you have to stay like within their threatened area unless you, um, if you don't want to then i'll attack. just stay there i'll end my turn okay all right gourd it is your turn okay um i want to so uh which person did chevy hurt the most chevy hurt uh one of the cronies Okay, but hmm. so the other crony is like pretty much still normal. the other crony, the uh, kind of leader guy and the coyote are all untouched at the moment. Okay, the other crony. I mm-hmm. want to bull rush that guy. Okay, uh, roll your attack. Great. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll dash at okay. that guy and then I'll use my horns to do like a goring rush there. Cool. Okay, so uh, roll your uh, horn attack. And you're going against uh, the other crony, you said, right? Yeah. Yep. The one that's currently unharmed. Cool. Um, and that is an 11 to hit. 11 does not hit, unfortunately. 
Um, you adored me. as as he can sort of see you're like gearing up you're pawing at the ground you run over and at the last second he jumps uh, a little bit out of the way there uh is there so that was your action and bonus action uh gord you 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 gotta focus well you gotta focus on the cape not not the 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 fancy cape you know don't get distracted by the red <laughs> um, and now it is the coyote's turn, and the coyote is looking straight at Chevy. Uh, those hindquarters are looking real yummy. I uh, thought we were friends, <laughs> friends. <laughs> so this coyote is gonna run up and uh try to do a bite attack. Does a 14 hit? My AC is 15. Cool, so that does not hit. So you uh knock a sort of butt bump. This coyote out of the way. Uh, he f- he'll f- check him. <laughs> falls back. Not this ass. Not this ass. All right. And now it is uh, the leader of the group. His attack. He is going to look on over. He's going to look on over to Gord. Since he overheard you saying that you are the leader uh, of this group. <laughs> and... Uh, he is going to cast uh, Inflict Wounds on you. He misses. So, so he shoots that right off at you. Uh, he's not that smart. You uh, kind of dodge out of the way, and uh, he he misses you. Um, well done, Gord. You've you done Matador and him. <laughs> <laughs> now um, I'm the one with the cape. <laughs> <laughs> He is then going to uh, move on over. So he is basically blocking the door of uh, you guys uh, going into the first class cabins. He is standing straight in front of it. Um, Next, it's going to be the crony who is not that injured. uh, And he is also going to go after Gord. Um, He is going to try to hit you with a scimitar. Uh, Does a dirty 20 hit? Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's going to (laughs) hit. Yes. All right. You take four points of slashing damage. Hey. And he's just going to say, ha ha, for Jolene. I mean, you don't really want to. That, that woman's taking everybody's man. You don't, you don't want to hang out with that woman. <laughs> we do. We love Jolene. Uh, <laughs> and this, that they, when they say uh, we love Jolene, all three of them say it in unison in a real creepy way. Um, <laughs> well, that, that was just fucked up. All right, I, I, I think we should take a vote here and now, group. Uh, we should never talk in unison like that. That's definitely not part of our aesthetic. The uh, the next agreed. We all said in unison. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh dear! This is how it starts. The next cultist is going to go, and they are going to make a swing for Doc. Um, well, what do you think you're doing there? Does a fourteen hit? Nah, it banks off my shell. It doesn't hit. All right, cool. So he's nothing, and he says, "Ha ha, for Jolene, uh, Doc." It is now your turn. Uh, I look at the guy that just tagged me. Go, but now, what? Why'd you have to go do something like that? Now I got to do this, and uh, I pull out of my shell the blade for my halberd and screw it onto the staff <laughs> that I've been carrying around. Um, and I'm gonna cast a spiritual weapon. Oh, uh, okay. So like, my staff glows yellow, and then I like throw it forward and a spiritual weapon of that same halberd comes out. Very um, cool. And that's going to fly over to the leader. Okay. And I'll make an attack with that. 
Is that a 19 hit? 19 hits. That's six damage. Okay. And then at the same time that that one is attacking, I'll attack with my physical halberd on the guy who attacked me. Okay. And that's the the more fucked up uh, groupie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ooh, does a natural 19 hit? <laughs> natural 19 definitely hits. Uh, it's 1d10 plus 3. Uh, 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. He drops. He's fully, he's out for the count. Uh, what <sighs> does it look like when you straight up murder this man? <laughs> Uh, I'm actually more focused on the spectral halberd in the distance, like doing its thing. And so I hit this guy and then look down and don't even fully realize what I've done. Go, Oh, well, damn. Oh, oh, shit. Sorry, man. <laughs> Just pull out the halberd. Um, well, that, that's what you get. This is my shell. Don't fuck with it. As as he is laying there, uh, just like fully bleeding, pretty much totally cut in half. You hear his dying words. For Jolene. All right, that, that, that feels like... <laughs> You got to find another hobby guy. Uh, we are back at the top of the order with Saris. It is your turn. I'm going to try to use my short sword on the other crony. And the other crony. Okay. Uh, you can roll. And are you going to do it with um, sneak attack? Uh, yeah, if I can. I believe that you can because uh, yeah, a, once per a turn? colleague yeah. is, is um, a colleague. <laughs> your co-workers within five feet yeah so go ahead and uh roll with advantage oh my gosh okay um i rolled a 10 on the die does that get the plus four of the short sword now yes okay so 14 14 hits go ahead and roll damage he okay so that is four wow <laughs> four excellent did you add your sneak attack damage too? Oh, no, I didn't. So plus three, seven. All right. Yeah, he is looking super fucked. And uh, as as devoted as he is to Jolene, he just watched his his brethren uh, get fully slashed in half. And so he's shaking a little bit like <laughs> uh, looking back and forth between the two. Uh, that was your action. Do you want to... Uh, Use your bonus action or your movement. What's the difference between dash and disengage? So correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. Dash uh, is you are using, you're doubling your movement, but it is uh, you, that is an action. Uh, disengage is a bonus action. So for, for rogues can take either the high disengage or dash as a bonus action. Oh, okay. Um, dash allows you to do your same movement again. So rather than just having 30 feet of movement, you'd get an additional 30 feet so you can run extra mm -hmm. far. Um, disengage. If you're up in someone's face, you can disengage and then not take opportunity attacks. So since you attacked with your short sword, uh, if you want to then retreat, you would have to take the disengage, uh, cunning action. Otherwise you would get a opportunity attack against you. Okay. Yeah. I'll disengage. Okay. That was your turn. Then, uh, Chevy. Let's see who's left. There's one Goonie in the leader, or the leader's dead. There, no. Uh, one of the cronies is is dead. One of the cronies is looking pretty fucked. Uh, the leader was hit, but is still looking pretty good. And then you also have that wily coyote. Okay, the wily coyote. <laughs> we need to summon a roadrunner. Uh, <laughs> let's see. 
I want to use my spell slinger gun. Okay. That's super fancy gun that lets me teleport because he's blocking the door between first class and us plebeians in second class. Uh, yeah, you guys, well, you're in the bar cart, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's blocking that way. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw my pistol mm-hmm. past him so I can teleport there. Uh, I'm going to need you to roll a dexterity check to see if you can throw the gun past him and through a glass window to get into the other car. I love it. <laughs> Come on, lucky dice. 11? An 11 is not going to do it. Just bounces back. <laughs> so yeah, you you chuck your gun uh, towards this guy and it just kind of like bounces off the wall and lands uh, a couple feet in front of him. Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to teleport to that gun that's right in front of him. That's fun, you Phil. teleport uh, so that you're about five feet right in front of the leader. Yeah, so I really just moved two feet in front of where I was sitting. <laughs> uh, you didn't and, go yeah, I'm going to shoot him. No. Bam. And you are going to shoot him with your gun. All right, roll an attack. That was a nat 20. Yeah, so that's 26. Ah, so nat 20 is a critical hit. So you are going to... Uh, roll what is it now it would be 3d8 plus 4d8 plus 2 holy shit holy shit (laughs) that was 17 and then i add 4 to it and then you add 2 add 2 19 19 holy jeez okay was this against the boss boy that was against the leader yeah that leader is looking uh pretty hurt he is uh real displeased you shoot him uh square in the stomach and he is using all of his will to kind of keep from doubling over and you hear him just saying for jolene for jolene i whisper to him i have that looking way cooler in my head (laughs) (laughs) He uh he can't really process what you're saying to him, but you do see Bernice, who is still over in the corner, just watching all of this go. Oh, honey, that would have been so impressive. You know, um, well, Bernice, <laughs> if you wanted to, you know, jump in here, I, you know, most most bartenders are pretty. They know their way around like a baseball bat or something. You know, maybe you could come in here and help us out. Oh, honey, I'm just enjoying the show. And you see that she has pulled out of somewhere that you have no idea where a uh, box of popcorn and she is just sitting, uh, watching, enjoying some popcorn. All right. Bernice, we're going to have to have a talk after this. <laughs> uh, so that was your uh, action. Do you want to do your bonus action or movement, Naka? Um, I am going to end my turn. Okay. Uh, next up is Gord. Uh, I'm going to charge at them. Okay. Also the leader, not the... I also, uh, Gord, (laughs) as a uh, barbarian, you can do a lot more if you uh, go into a rage. Oh, that's right. I haven't played a barbarian in so long. (laughs) Not since 2013. Hell yeah. When you originally got your not pants. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Same pants. Same pants. (laughs) Yeah, fuck it. I'll I'll enter a rage. Why not? Awesome. So yeah, so you use your bonus action, you enter a rage. What does it look like when Gord uh goes into a rage? Uh he just um thinks about how long he's been wearing these pants. And he <laughs> thinks about the fact that um 
You know, the weekend before this curse happened, he had gone shopping for the fall and had gotten a lot of new <laughs> pants that he really wanted to wear. And I mean, by now, you know, all the all fall like collections were out. And, yeah. Yeah. It's it, these things are outdated now by over a decade. And so he just thinks about that and gets furious. And it looks a lot like when he's thinking about anything, like all his muscles tense up and he starts uh, his eyes kind of go red and a bunch of smoke comes out of his nose. And so- <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, cool. Uh, so now is he going to uh, attack? Yes. All right. Who are you going for and what are you doing? Um, I am doing a horn attack on the uh, leader. Okay. Go ahead and uh, roll your attack. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, dirty 20. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Dirty 20 definitely hits. Go ahead and uh, roll damage and uh, be sure to add your rage damage, which I believe is plus two. Oh, sick. So it's 1d6 plus five plus two. Great, because I rolled a one for damage. <laughs> so uh, plus five, there's a six plus two. That's eight. That's eight. The leader of the group had exactly eight hit points left. <gasps> what does it look like when Gord uh, lays this man down? <laughs> um, it's like gross. It's like <laughs> it's like not it's not like a like a fun flattering death. It's like when a friend of yours gets way too drunk and like picks a fight with someone at a bar, and you start seeing behavior in them where you're like. Oh shit. Like, I think we might need to talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, you see Bernice over in the corner who I mean up until this point is madly in love with you and she uh s- stops with her tentacle halfway to her mouth with about a bit of popcorn and goes, "Oh, honey. No, 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 no." <laughs> Well, uh, Bernice, what you got to understand, this man has a, a complicated backstory regarding his pants. I mean, you heard. Oh, I uh, heard about the pants. You know, there's a lot There's a lot of latent rage going on. You know, we're, 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 we're going to talk through it. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, she I also is, love it because of the back flap. Just Gord's ass is hanging out right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gord is fully exposed to everyone in this car, uh, both front and back, because you did not take any time to try to figure out a fastening system uh, to this situation. So you are uh, fully X-rated right now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Gord, do you want to uh, use your movement to go anywhere? Um, we still have a coyote unaccounted for, right? You have a coyote, and then you have a... Uh, a crony who is looking pretty fucked up, but that coyote is uh, full health. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would love to, I would love to hit that coyote. I have a thing called hammering horns. Immediately after you hit a creature with a melee attack, uh, as part of the attack action on your turn, you can use a bonus action to attempt to shove that target with your horns. Oh, but it's got to be the same target. Okay. Uh, also, I believe because you used your bonus action to go into a rage on this turn, you could do it like on your next turn. But in this uh, instance, uh, you cannot uh, do that. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm all, I'm all good. How So how is rage different from frenzy? Uh, Brian, I'm going to have to let you field that one. So you can go into a frenzied rage. 
um, which is like a heightened rage, essentially, you get to make a weapon attack also as a bonus act. So you can go into a frenzied range uh, where you also get to do weapon attacks on your bonus action. Uh, Holy shit. So like next round, next round, I could go into a frenzy and just... Yeah, while raging, you can choose to frenzy. You make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each of your... So you get to do two attacks, basically, instead of just the one. Um, The only downside to it is when your rage ends, you suffer a level of exhaustion. So you then have disadvantage on ability checks until you take a long rest. Ah, bummer. Okay. Okay. Um, So it's it's very good while you're doing it, and then uh, a little, like, rough afterwards. Yeah, I'll hold on that. Cool. So is that your turn? All right, cool. It is the coyote's turn, and uh, that coyote is going straight for Gord. Does a 19 hit? Oh, yeah. All right. This guy is going to bite you for uh, seven points of damage. Oh, my God. (laughs) Also, though, because you are in a rage that gets halved um, because it is piercing damage to three. Um, so yeah, so it's only three points of damage. Sick. Uh, so yeah, that coyote bites you and, and, uh, is real proud of itself for like half a second and then sees that she's but a scratch and, uh, is, is sort of growling and, and hovering, waiting for, for its next turn. Now it is the, uh, crony's turn. He's looking pretty fucked, but, uh, he ain't down yet. He is going to, uh, make a swing at Saris. Does a uh, eight hit? No. He swings wildly, but because he is so injured, it just just goes way sideways. And <laughs> you can hear him uh, starting to like cry and, and feel discouraged a little bit. For Jolene. Pathetic. And now, uh, Doc, it is you. I'm going to uh, go for the... Um the crony with my spiritual weapon. I'll have that fly over and just attack him. Okay. How can I roll in uh, insight check how fucked up he is? Uh, you can tell he's super fucked. He's uh, like way fucked. I, I want to have my <laughs> spiritual weapon just like come up to him and like the blade of it kind of goes uh, like menacing him. And then also me with my physical halberd menacing him. Can I roll an intimidation check and be like, Listen, Sonny, I, I know you, you love this, this Jolene lady. And, you know, I understand she you know, got those locks of auburn hair, eyes of emerald green. Like, I get it. She's fantastic. But what I'm thinking is you're kind of in a bit of a pickle here. Your, your buddies over here have fallen to our swords and horns. Uh, your little doggy there is likely to eat them up once it realizes how tasty they are. So would you <laughs> like to be food or would you like to be a friend? Uh, go ahead and roll an intimidation check. Any chance I can do it with advantage? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Unless Ooh. someone wants to give him the help action. I will. I'll give him the help action. Okay. Yep. And yeah, you can roll what with advantage. Ooh, it's not great. My intimidation is bat 12. 12? You see him. He's super fucked and he's starting to bleed out. He's looking at you like... He's he's willing to listen to what you have to say, but you could tell it's breaking his heart. He just kind of keeps glancing over the door where Jolene went through. Uh, he's pretty devoted, but he's willing to listen to what you have to say. Well, now you know what? Why don't why don't we why don't we take a little pause here? Why don't we take a little pause in this battle? You uh, tell <laughs> your your doggy over there to chill out, 
And my friend, uh, my, my, my friend Chevelle, he's got a way with words. Yeah, I think he can put it in a way you might be able to better understand. Does that, does that sound good? It's but, but Jolene, she. What? What? Don't you Jolene. worry about Jolene. We're just gonna take a little pause. If you want to die for Jolene, we can <laughs> absolutely oblige that. Uh, Ch- Ch- Chevelle, well, why don't you tell this man why he should join our side? Oh, I thought you wanted me to talk to the coyote. <laughs> oh, oh, you can talk with that coyote. I mean, if he wants to join our side, that's equally welcome. I mean, I really, I'm just looking for information. I feel like one of them would be able to give it to us more about Jolene and her plans. Uh, yeah, that's. That whole gang over there, that's all about Jolene. We're a little bit about us. It's a little bit uh, a little bit more fun on our side over here. But uh yeah. Uh so let me let me talk to that coyote over there. Uh you gonna um do what was it, beast beast talk? Beast speech. Beast speech. Go ahead and do yeah. uh do that and what do you what do you say to this coyote? Do you still think we're food? Or could we possibly be food? Mm, your food. But how about your uh, your buddy over there? He looks more like food than we do. Oh, I'll eat him after I eat you. Uh, he looks a little bit easier to eat. Why don't get a little appetizer? For Jolene. Can I can I roll? Um, so the the coyote is like looking at him, then looking at this other body, and it is like it is gonna eat this other body eventually. Like it's looking at it like mm-hmm. it's food. Can I look at the guy that I'm menacing and be like, well, listen, now, see, my, my buddy here can talk coyote. I don't know if you know that, but he, he can actually speak coyote. And, uh, you can tell from my hooves. You, you, you can tell from the <laughs> hooves. And, and I don't know if you were looking at that coyote right over there, but he's eyeing that your, your little friend over there who used to be, I bet you used to play with this coyote, you know, but that coyote now just sees a body and he sees food. I don't play with the coyote. That coyote's mean. Well, then that's even worse. I mean, if you weren't even playing it or giving it food, you think it's going to eat you? I think it's going to eat you right away. So Jolene would never allow such a thing. Well, see, I hate to tell you, but Jolene is up in that other car and she doesn't seem to be coming back to help y'all. So why don't why don't you and I strike a little bargain right here? You tell us what, uh, you know, where Jolene's going, the bank that she's heading to, what kind of like treasure she's hoping to find. Maybe like some of her weaknesses and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Little stuff, no, nothing crazy, just like her greatest fears and weaknesses and you know, <laughs> ways to easily get at her. You know, small things. And we will spare your life. Uh, roll another intimidation check. Not with advantage. Oh. Unless, unless Kevin or uh, Naka wants to give the help action, but Lauren already uh, has. Let me see if I can roll. I mean, Gord is fully distracted. Naka, it would just be you using your uh, reaction to allow Brian to roll with advantage you don't actually have to roll anything oh okay i have a plus six intimidation yeah can can i can i pull over uh because i have a minus two uh (laughs) or no actually i have a zero to intimidation can i pull over chevelle and just be like um now chevelle you you tell this is a good idea right Uh, because we are still technically like in initiative uh all right i'm not gonna let you do that on this round but on his next turn if he wants to do this he totally can all right uh advantage or straight uh naki you were giving the help action yeah okay cool so with advantage 17 uh with a 17 he is taking in all the things that you are saying and uh He's looking at you guys. He's looking at the coyote. Uh, he's he's got a, his. There's a lot weighing on his heart right now, and uh, he he uh, looks and he says, "Jolene is headed for for 
the, the loot, the loot in in sneaks gorge. She she wants she wants that sword, that beautiful ruby sword that matches her hair. Oh, she's so beautiful. Well, this, this sword you're talking about here, this jewel encrusted ruby sword. Anything special about it? Anything good? Oh, Jolene would never share those details with the likes of us, but if she wants it, I can only imagine it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, you ever, uh, seen Jolene, uh, kind of lie about her exploits? You know, tell stuff that wasn't, ne- not, wasn't necessarily true, kind of like had you Jolene would never lie. She's an angel. See, wh- what I'm hearing from you is Jolene is really trumping up her exploits. That's correct? No. That sounds like what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jolene's the perfect little angel. Now, is there anything else you can tell us about Jolene? Anything uh, special, strange, you know, weaknesses, stuff she likes, stuff she doesn't like? Maybe where she likes to stay when she's in town so we could, you know, I don't know, jump her in some way? You know, Jolene is a mysterious creature. She is stunning and beguiling. <laughs> Well, all right, this guy's this guy's love. Poor little man's just love sick, and you know I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna have to uh, throw you off the train now. <laughs> Before we do, can we ask him one last question? Yeah, go ahead. How many of you Jolene baby babies are there? <laughs> There's only one, one Jolene, and we are devoted to her. Yeah, but how many uh, devotees would you say are in the Jolene fan club? There's only eyes for Jolene. Well, yeah, but but there are, there are other fellas who are like interested in Jolene. Yeah, you get the impression that this guy literally only has eyes for Jolene and has never once stopped to try to count up how many cronies she might have in her arsenal. All right, this is a problem. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what I think, uh, can you repeat after me? The deplorable four. The deplorable four. Yeah. Now, when when people ask you who did this to you, what are you going to say? Jolene. No, no, no. The deplorable <laughs> four. The deplorable That's how four. She's getting away with all this. So when you what, when you say who's who's the baddest gang around, what are you going to say? Jolene. No, no, no. The, the deplorable <laughs> four. It's always Jolene. No, dep- all right. Uh. Cord, can you throw this guy out the window, please? Um, we're we're still in initiative, so unless you want to throw him out the uh, the window oh, yeah, or guess, do an attack, like yeah, if you, I, I guess it's about to, I'll, <laughs> it's yeah, I'll throw him out the window. Okay, cool. So uh, just do a contested strength check. Okay. Uh, twenty three. Oh, he rolled an eighteen. So wow. yeah, uh, yeah. You pick him up, and are you uh, chucking him out a new window, or are you throwing him out the one that was already broken? I'm chucking about the same window. All right, cool. You throw him uh, out the window. I'm gonna roll. A little perception check. Yeah, no one in the second class car notices. They they're all just still sitting there enjoying uh, enjoying their champagne and sandwiches. And remember, deplorable four. Tell people. <laughs> Jolene. No, damn it. Uh, yeah. So that that crony is fully out a window. Uh, he is gone. So it's just the coyote uh, who is left. And uh, Saris, it is your turn. All right. Um, can I still do a sneak attack once per turn? Uh, so yes. I'm gonna. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to draw my short sword again to this damn coyote. All right. You make that attack roll with uh, advantage. Ooh, good start. Let's see. Okay. 
My first roll was better, and it was a 16, so plus four. A 16 hits. Well, a dirty 20. Yeah, dirty 20 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Um, Plus sneak attack damage? Yep. We add a 2d6. An 8. 8 plus 4, 12. 12. You, what does it look like when Ceres sneaks out of a corner and kills this coyote? Saris's face does not change. It stays stoic as ever. She lifts one leg, steps closer to the coyote, takes the sword in two hands, lifts it up swiftly, down, gets the coyote, lifts it back up, takes the left or the same leg, steps out again, steps away, and then puts her sword away and <laughs> like goes back into the shadows. She's it's terrified. very swift. <laughs> You uh, swiftly come over and bring an end to this wolf. This wolf uh, was fully ready and like growling and bristling and things and looking at Gord, uh, who's pissed him off and looking at Chevy, who's pissed him off um, and and just straight up does not see Sarah's coming out of the dark uh, to come and and murder uh, to to end his his time on this mortal plane. Uh, All All right, everybody. Now it's time to get that coyote. Whoa. okay. (laughs) <laughs> Where'd that coyote go? You were saying. Uh, you guys are, are out of initiative. Um, where do you want to head to next? It's a good thing we got rid of some of those bodies. Makes cleanup easier. <laughs> can I, can I uh, look through the bodies, see if there's anything that might be, A, if there's any money, and B, if there's any like indications of things we might need to know about the upcoming town? Yeah, there is uh, the sort of leader and there's one crony because uh, you threw the other crony out the window. Um, so who do you want to go for? I'll look at the leader boy. 16. Uh, with a 16, uh, you go through his pockets and you find like one or you know handful of change, but like not that much. Uh, and then you uh, the only other thing that you find in his pockets is a patch that is in the shape of a uh, red flaming heart and it has a J on it. Ooh, I'll take that. Okay. Put it in my pocket. <laughs> oh, actually, wait. How big is it? How big is, uh, is it? Is it butt flap size? <laughs> it is oh not God. butt flap size. It's maybe like... Uh, like two inches uh, across or something. It's uh well, Gord. <laughs> hey, Gord, I, how big is it? <laughs> Gord's butt, massive. <laughs> <laughs> how big is it? Well, some parts of a minotaur are bull sized, and other parts of the minotaur <laughs> are man sized. How big is it? Man sized. <laughs> Uh, this is a uh, sew-on patch that could certainly be used to secure something back. Uh, it, it it would require a little finesse to make it into something that could be like fastened and unfastened. Uh, well, Gordon, here, I, I, I noticed, you know, you, you, we made some new holes in your pants. But you also had some old holes in those pants. Maybe this one can cover up one of them while we figure out this whole knot situation. You know what I mean? Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, you're, you're mighty fine. Welcome. Uh, here you go, son. This patch has a J on it. Yeah, it's a J for Gord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, bluffing Gord that he won't very, know. very, very seriously <laughs> looks Doc dead in the eyes <laughs> and goes, 
this is the nicest thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> Uh, does Gord, uh, you could do this now, you could do this later, but is he actually going to, uh, affix it to his pants or a part of his clothing? Um, I think Gord puts it in his pocket, but his pocket definitely has holes in it. <laughs> so I think this thing is falling straight to the ground. All right, cool, cool. Oh. Um, can you roll a, uh, perception check to see if you notice that it has fallen straight through the, uh, the pocket? Hmm, 14. Ah, uh, with 14, you do know. Yeah, you notice it has fallen onto the ground. Oh, I dropped it. And then uh, he picks it up and puts it right back in the same exact pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll a luck check. Uh, this time it stays in your pocket. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, cool. So, yeah, you guys have laid out uh, the cronies. Bernice is just sitting over there still enjoying her popcorn being like, I'm not going to clean any of this up. <laughs> uh, where do you guys want to head over to? You know, do you want to explore other parts of the train? Where do you want to? You know as well that so you are headed to uh, Sneak Scourge, which uh, will be uh, the following morning is when you guys will get there. Uh, so you have a little bit of time to kind of look for other things on the train. Go look for Jolene if you want to. Uh, otherwise, you guys are are kind of in for the night. Uh, or I mean like you, you have the whole evening, um, before you're going to actually reach there to do what you want to do to prep for, for landing there. I was going to say that we go back to the fancy lady in second class, steal one of her hairpins and put it on Gord's pants. That was going to be my solution to that. <laughs> you guys want to go back over to the second class passenger, uh, I say we just do a quick scan for Jolene, right? That'd be ridiculous for us to not. Yeah, so you guys uh, go through the uh, first class, like uh, there was nobody in the uh, little seating area, and then you go over to like the beds and things. Um, you guys don't see any sign of Jolene. Hmm. Gord, the bathroom in here is so nice, though. Oh, yeah, you do find a bathroom <laughs> if uh, Gord still wants to take a shower. <laughs> nope, Gord's, Gord's got it taken care of. Cool. Yeah, he peed out the window. That's all about. <laughs> is there is there anyone else in the first class sleeper area? Uh, when you get over to like the bed area, you do see that there are two beds that have been claimed, uh, and also that there is like a little storage area with a lock. Uh, that you, <laughs> you can see that the this storage is supposed to hold luggage for like seven people and as far as you can tell there are like two first class passengers uh but the doors of it are kind of like buckling of of the, it's clearly packed to the brim hey uh saris i know you got some uh lock picking tools on you and stuff why don't you already uh, on it and then oh, oh, <laughs> she's already oh, oh okay i was gonna yep okay <laughs> and i i want to be like already like slinking down from up like above it and like working on the picking the lock of it. Um, I, How does she do that so fast? Oh, my, my <laughs> I'm going to have you roll um, sleight of hand and I will let you do with an advantage because you're kind of taking your time to work on it. Okay. Okay. So that is dirty 20. Dirty 20. Yeah. You pick this lock. Uh, the, it's not safe for anything. You, you get in there and you open it and, and you guys find that this storage area for the first class is, uh, on, on top, you see like a couple of really nice leather, uh, 
like traveling cases and, and things, uh, super expensive, beautiful sort of luggage. Um, there's, there's three or four of those sorts of things. And then the entire rest of this storage area are just crates and crates of incredibly expensive champagne. Well, um, I'll be. I want to just start like taking down the champagne and just like passing it and being like, like to celebrate what we just accomplished, even if it was sloppy. <laughs> so you uh, crack open one of the crates and you start pulling out uh, bottles of champagne. And as you do this, the uh, door on the other end opens and you're oh my God, what are you people doing? And you Can look I over stash it. one like in my clothing real quick? Uh, yeah, do a stealth check. Oh, <laughs> I got a six. Uh, yeah, you, you, it's like when <laughs> someone's holding a thing and then they just like very quickly stick it behind their back, but they yep. clearly are holding on. <laughs> you put it down and nobody gets hurt. Uh, hmm. can I look at this woman and go, no, ma'am, uh, excuse me. You don't call me ma'am. I am a vibrant young woman. Who the fuck are any of you? Well, now if you let me explain, ma'am, and I cast command on her. Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. Command is um, it's uh, a, a wisdom saving throw. And what is your uh, spell safety? DC? What does she have to beat? Uh, 15. All right. She is a 15. So I'm going to say she's like kind of, she's got a little bit of, of street smarts. Uh, so she's going to have a, a plus two to wisdom. She rolls a four. So that's six. So she's under your command. What do you say to her? Uh, I, I can only do a one word command. Ooh, do I tell her to flee and run away? Or do I tell her to grovel? <laughs> Cause they're both pretty Whoa. good. Mm. I'm just going to tell her to uh, flee. Uh, this uh, woman, and she has to spend her turn moving away from me by the fastest means available. This woman, uh, fully just turns tail and goes to run to the other room, uh, and runs straight into Samuel, her, uh, butler of sorts who, um, yeah, he recognizes, uh, what is happening here and is holding on to her, preventing her from going and turns her around. It says, sir, could you not? Well, I certainly could, my, my good man, but I chose to. He so, <laughs> sort of puts his hands over her ears to stop her from listening. She is no threat, but this is going to be a real pain in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I roll an insight check on this guy? Yes. <laughs> uh, 21. At 21, uh, you can see that he... Uh, works for this woman. He has like, he's pretty comfortable. He like likes doing this or whatever, but they're like, she's just annoying as fuck. And that you guys going through her luggage, like this is going to be a whole thing. And he's really just pleading with you to be like, I got a lot going on. Like, please just don't make my job any harder than it has to be. In the couple of seconds that she's still kind of under the command spell, can I just hold up one of the bottles of wine and go, well, I'm sure we can come to some sort of arrangement. And I just keep tapping on the bottle of champagne. Um, I would be pleased to make your job easier, my friend. Unfortunately, it's not up to me. It's up to her. But well, we, if we you, can make your life easier there, too, if you know what I mean. 
Whoa. <laughs> he, he like cracks half have a smile. Have y'all seen how much champagne this is? This could feed our bar for like six months. He cracks like <laughs> half a smile and, uh, but shakes his head. No, uh, he doesn't want that. That, that'd be even worse for him. And, uh, uh, just offering. He, uh, sort of loosens his grip on her and steps to the side a little bit. And as he does, because she is still under command, she goes straight out into the other car and he looks at you and says, just be sure to rearrange the bottles so that the empty slots are at the back of the crate. And well, he, of course, you know, classic bartender <laughs> organizing. He will <laughs> fill some with some water. <laughs> he will allow each of you to take one bottle of uh, champagne, and then uh, you need to get out of here. Sarah yeah, just mutters, I like that one. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just going to grab a, one extra bottle for our, our friend Jolene. You might have heard of her. We got her, you know, her patch right here. You don't have the patch in your hand unless you try I, I, to pickpocket. I, I, I just point to it. It's like falling out of uh, uh, Gord's pocket. I'm like, yeah, you see, we're, we're part of her, her official, you know, fan club. Ugh, it feels bad to say it. We're, you know, we we know her, and she, you know, she's with us, and you know. Uh yeah, he can tell that you are not part of Jolene's uh, crew, and so he looks at you very sternly and shakes his head no. All right, well, <laughs> it was worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys each take a, a bottle of champagne, you rearrange them, uh, you close up the luggage, uh, and then you close the lock. Um, and where are you guys headed to? Well, uh, since we found ourselves without a conductor to take our tickets, we found ourselves serendipitously in the first class lounge area with a bottle of champagne each after a job well done. Well, it seems like it's time to celebrate if you do, if I do say so myself. So you guys going to hunker down in a first class for the night instead? I do declare. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And are you ending your spell on uh, the woman? It only lasts the one turn. So she, she runs away and then she's back. Okay, uh, so yeah, so you guys are, are popping on bottles, and uh, she... I want to yeah, close the door so she can't come in. Uh, you... <laughs> so this is first class cat. She's got to stay in second class. <laughs> you hear her on the other side of the door just banging on it, going, Oh my God, Samuel, what is happening in there? Get me in. I need to get my nighttime jewels. Samuel! My nighttime jewels. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Did that obnoxious woman just say nighttime jewels? Yes, she's filthy rich. But also, half of them are fake. Well, um, uh, Gord turns to Samuel and is like, Do you think she would mind if we robbed her? (laughs) (laughs) It would be a whole thing. You really don't want to go down that route. You know, Gord, I'll be honest. I want to rob this one as much as anyone, but... I, I feel I, I do feel for this man right here. This man has had a time and I don't want to make his life any harder. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, I will defer to you, Gord, you, you being the leader of this group. But I think it might be wise <laughs> to make to make an ally at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you guys here on the other side of the door, she's still banging on. She goes, oh, my God, just let me in and get me my nighttime jewels. And like, I'll share some champagne with you. OK. Well, I think. uh because this man is her bodyguard and uh he <laughs> if we don't rob her then he won't have to guard 
her, which would make him bad to us, then we can stay good <laughs> with him if we you got it going, you got don't it. do it. <laughs> I You're need, almost there, God. You're almost there. <laughs> I need um, Doc, Saris, and Chevy to all roll intelligence checks to see if you actually understood what Gord is trying to say to you. <laughs> oh, I got a nat one. Oh my you, god, thirteen. <laughs> a thirteen. Sixteen. Sixteen. I'm just I'm just rubbing his shoulders, like trying to coach him through it. Yeah, Doc, you've already <laughs> gone well into this bottle of champagne. You're kind of like, yeah, yeah, like you think you fully get it, but you are, uh, if if pressed to ask what Gord is saying, would have no idea how to repeat yourself. Right. Um, Saris and Chevy, you guys, you know what he's saying, uh, even though it, it's the words. Words are not his strong suit. <laughs> So we're stealing the jewels? I missed that part. <laughs> well, no, because if one thing we could do is to open the champagne and the champagne is open now, then uh, we if we already did one, so we should do what we already did. She's now just like fully two hand fists banging, bang, 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 bang on the door, going, "Oh my god!" And Samuel is looking at you guys like, either he's gonna have to open the door to get out to her, or she's just gonna do this all night long. Uh, I'll go over to the door and, and open the door and let her in. Um, right, but I, I do want to hide the bottle that we've already been given in hopes of getting an additional <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Are all of you uh, going to try to hide the bottles that you have in your hands? Uh, yeah. Yes, but Gord puts his in his pocket. <laughs> oh, and we all know. Uh, I am going to roll a... Uh, yeah, luckily it stays in your pocket. Uh, awesome. <laughs> all right, you open the door and she comes in. Oh my God, guys, like I can be cool, okay? It's just like I really need my jewels and everything and just like I'll share... Some of my champagne. I guess that's like a lot. We can get more later. Okay. Samuel, will you give each of them a bottle? And she does not pay. She's like, she does. She does not notice the bottle that's already in Gord's pocket. She couldn't care. She's like not really paying that much attention to you guys are looking you over that much. She's, she's focused on herself. And so she lets Samuel go over. He unlocks everything again uh, and gives each of you an, another bottle. <laughs> wow. What a, what, what a fine bottle of champagne this is. Well, well, thank you, ma'am. Such oh a nice Oh, my God. Treat. It's not. Ma'am, can you not tell that I am a vivacious and young woman? You are an incredibly vivacious woman. Of, of course. I'm so sorry, ma'am. I miss. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. And then she just, like, rolls her eyes over at Samuel and gives a look. She She's not going to like you for the rest of the day. <laughs> You've said ma'am too many times. <laughs> Samuel, will you get my night jewels out of the box? And he goes over and gets out one of the the pieces of luggage, uh, opens it up, gets out uh, her her pajamas and things, and and they're very neatly like folded, and it's it's silk PJs, and they have like a feather trim and a little rhinestone trim on the neckline, and like they're just super luxe and things or whatever. And also in her PJ box, you see there is a little jewelry box that he opens. With her array of nighttime jewels, which are uh, all very, you know, like they're dark uh, colors. Uh, it's like black stones and other things because, uh, you know, it, you, 
it's like you don't want to be distracted by really bright things in the night, you know? That's why <laughs> like nighttime jewels tend to be like darker. They tend to be like silver instead of gold. Yeah, I mean like, yeah. And uh, so she takes them all out. She goes over into, there's like a little private area where she can change and she is changing into her uh, nighttime attire. And she comes back out and uh, flops herself down on, on a bed that uh, you also notice the sheets and the blankets and the pillows, which are very nice on all of the beds on hers have been swapped out for even nicer ones. Uh, she brought all of her own bedding and all of this stuff with her and she flops down them and says, okay, so like, who are you guys? <laughs> well, I mean, miss, you, you've probably heard of us. We are the deplorable four, some of the baddest outlaws in the world. Um, no. <laughs> Never heard of you. Well, maybe, you know, g- give it a think or give it a once over. Maybe it'll, it'll strike your mind. Deplorable for. Yeah, I don't even know what deplorable means. So, like, no, I've never heard of you. <laughs> well, I mean, it means, uh, it means, uh, well, it means, uh, uh, God, you know what deplorable means, right? <laughs> I thought you were the one that knew what it meant. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, uh, Chevelle, Chevelle, you know what deplorable means, right? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. We're bad people. Oh my God. Yeah, you're like, so bad. I saw what you did to that bar in there. Oh my God. Who flipped the bar? I flipped it. <laughs> she, she finally actually like takes a look at you and uh, is not looking at like your face, anything or whatever. She just immediately clocks your clothes. Uh, have you found a way to close either of the flaps or are they just still fully open? They are still fully open. <laughs> He goes, oh, my God, I am an unmarried woman. Put that stuff away. But you can see that she's like looking away, but also looking, but looking away. And she's like kind of giggling to herself. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's hard to hide. My thing is the size of a man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) wait, it's the size of a man? He doesn't have six limbs, he has seven. <laughs> she, oh, no, you have a minotaur. I thought you meant the size of a man's. That was um, the whole thing. Samuel comes over and, and offers <laughs> you like a, a sheet or something. Uh, the, the original sheet that he took off of the Lux bed to kind of like wrap yourself. He helps you like fashion basically like a little toga sort of around you uh, to keep yourself hidden. She's just continuing to sit there giggling. Oh my God, you like so funny. <laughs> so like, where are you guys going? What are you doing? Well, uh, we're, we're heading over to the Sneak Scourge. Oh my God, so am I. What? No way. Oh my God, yes. So like, do you guys know Marsden? Sometimes he goes by Mama. Well, uh, it seems we like- We are good friends with Mama. <laughs> Will you roll a deception check? Can I can I give him the help action? Be like, yeah, we know we know Mama. Sure, cool friends. You can guys, so you can roll with advantage. Sixteen and twenty three. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh my god! So you guys know Mama. He's like the funniest guy. Anyway, so he found a whole bunch of jewels and stuff, and like gold in the desert, and it's like whatever. But also, he found these like really pretty 
like blue ones. And I like don't really have that many blue jewels in my collection. So like I'm going out there to like get first dibs and like look at his like blue jewel collection so that I can see if I can add some to like my blue jewel collection. You know what I'm saying? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, well. Are you guys like also shopping for jewels? Well, Chevelle, I mean, you, you were. You got away with words. Uh, what, what kind of jewels are we looking for? Shiny jewels. We were looking for green jewels, blue jewels, red jewels. Really Two just fish, all the kind of jewels. Okay, well, I mean, like, the blue ones, are, like, I called dibs. And, like, Mama and I got, like, I don't know how you know him, but, like, he and I go way back. So, like, the blue ones are, like, quite mine. And you see it's the first time that she, like, Bristles a tiny bit. Uh, but, she's like, but the other ones, it's like he always separates all of them by like what color and like what type they are and stuff. And he has them in like a couple different places. I mean, you, like you guys know, you've been to like a mama event before, right? Yeah. This is actually our first mama event. Oh my God. So like, how did you guys meet him if it wasn't like at a thing like this? I'm leaving this to, to Chevelle because my <laughs> charisma is minus two. <laughs> <laughs> We went to old school together way back in the day. Oh my God, you guys old are like school? old friends. <laughs> old school. Oh yeah, my God. School. That's like wild. That, how do you think he got the name? You're my boy, Blue. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh my God. This is going to be so funny. I can't wait to hear all your like funny school stories and everything, but also like not too many of them because like I'm not really that interested in academics and stuff. It's like it gets really boring really fast. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, so, like, the way he does these things is he, like, separates all of them into, like, the different colors that they are, and he puts them in, like, different places, because, like, there's so many bad guys out here who are, like, like that Jolene you mentioned, oh, my God, she's such a bitch, and, like, she thinks she's so cool because she's so pretty, but, like, whatever, and uh, so, like, she, I think she's, like, on her way to try to rob him, but, like, I'm not that worried about it because, like, I'm, like, way prettier, right? And well, of course, of course, Miss. I mean, you're you're so much prettier than that. Yes. Terrible, yes, Jolene. No. <laughs> um, excuse me, it is not, ma'am. Now I ask you again. I'm pretty, right? And she individually makes eye contact with every single one of you, waiting for your answers. Well, of course, I, feel like I need to roll a constitution check. <laughs> Sarah uh, stays. Sarah stays stoic and just goes. Yes, that's why you have a large band of following, just as Jolene does. Oh, my God. I, like, totally do have groupies. Yeah. They're, like, so embarrassing, but also I, like, love it. Can I roll an inside check to see if she's telling the truth? Yeah. Uh, 21. 21. Uh, She thinks she's telling the truth, but you kind of glance over (laughs) at Samuel, and Samuel's kind of shaking his head like, no. No, but she, I mean, she thinks she has just as many uh, followers and people who adore her as Jolene, for sure. Well, uh, ma'am, I, you know. We're, excuse we're, excuse me, miss, me. Miss, oh, miss, my miss. God. <laughs> no, I'm not talking to you anymore. You can go over there. Samuel, take his bottle back. Uh, she turns fully away from you and Samuel like walks over to you, but he fully lets you keep the bottle. <laughs> but her back right, is Samuel. now to you and she's uh, refusing to engage with you. Well, fuck. <laughs> now, miss, are you worried about any of these bad guys out here on your way to your destination? Oh, my God. No, it's like I'm like totally fine. It's like like I can handle myself. And also I got Samuel who's like fine. And then also like, I mean, do you know who my dad is? Like 
no one's gonna mess with me. It's like totally like I'm good. Who's, Who's uh, your daddy, and what does he do? Oh my god, you like it's so cute that you guys keep pretending that you don't recognize me, even though you like clearly do. I am Carmela Crispino, but like everyone calls me Cece, or like maybe my friends call me all Cece. But like you totally know my daddy, right? Antonio Crispino with the Crispino family. Like you know us. Can we roll a history check? Yeah, you guys. <laughs> do we all have to do that? Uh, if you want to, you don't have to though. I rolled I a six. I got a 17. I got a 14. Uh, but the 17, the Crispino family, a 15, a 15 yeah. they are like a new money family in Vena who like are trying similar to you guys, like really trying to make a name for themselves uh, and, and uh, think that they're like super, they think they are like ritzy and glam and everything. And like, so some people have heard of them, but they're, they're not as cool as as they think that they are, <laughs> but you've like, you have heard of them. It's just that it's kind of like a, Oh yeah, them. Sure. Hm. They're like C list celebrities, <laughs> but they have money. Uh, they do. Well now, uh, Chevelle, we were thinking of maybe like, you know, maybe, and I'm just like winking at Chevelle with, with her not looking at me. We were thinking of like, you know, selling some stuff with, uh, with Marsden there. Maybe, maybe, uh, this wonderfully talented and bright and beautiful young woman could tell us about the defenses he has set up around his various jewel areas and where they'd be located so we can, you know, choose the best one for our uh, things that we would like to sell and or store. Yeah, or even if she could make an introduction to us. <laughs> yes, an introduction to the man we've known for some time, yes. Yes, you know, as a, joke. a reintroduction to as, our friend. As you guys are... Such a long time. <laughs> As you guys are having this conversation, she's just sitting there like counting the jewels on her her hands and stuff. She's fully ignoring you guys. Uh, Was we getting her story straight? She's just yeah. <laughs> she's like uninterested. She's like, oh my god. But so like, it'll be so much fun tomorrow when we all meet up with Mama and we can like chit chat and you guys can like tell me all your stories. But like I said, not too many because like yeah. Mm. But anyway, so like <laughs> I need to go get my beauty sleep because like as much as I'm. Stunning, like some of that is because I need my full eight hours. So, like, I'm gonna go to bed now, and you guys all have to be quiet. Well, 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 of course, mate. Uh, miss, miss. Uh, what, what? As, as a, as a small token of our, our gratitude, uh, admitting you and such fine, fine woman. Uh, and I, I take one of the rocks that we stole from the one guy, and I'll cast light on it, <laughs> okay. and, and just give it. Just, this, just a bauble, of course, for you. But you know, something, a little night light. For you uh, to head to sleep. Oh, that's like cute. Thanks, Samuel. Can you like put it in the box? And she just like brushes it off. And she's, <laughs> okay, good night. And then she <laughs> pulls a silk eye mask uh, that's also heavily bejeweled <laughs> over her eyes, goes into her Lux bed, and closes over like the uh, door to it. Uh, Samuel looks at all of you guys, and uh, he's. He's sort of intimated what's going on and tells you, you, uh, you've been pretty cool so far, but like, really, please don't try to rob her in the night. Like this is, I assure you, it's not worth it. If you're going for Marsden's deal, it's going to be a lot better than whatever she has. And like, again, it's just going to be a thing. Well, <laughs> friend, maybe, maybe you'd be able to help us out. You know, tell us a little bit about his uh, 
defenses where he's keeping his jewels. You happen to know anything like that? We'd be happy to, you know, share a little bit of the pie if you'd be so kind. Yeah, uh, as long as you guys, like, don't make my job harder, that's really all I care about. Wouldn't dream of it, sir. Wouldn't dream of it. Yeah, Marston is, like, kind of, he thinks he's really clever, and so he likes puzzles. So he'll have the safe in, like, a kind of obvious spot, but it'll be uh, closed with a puzzle, and I don't know, he's just real obsessed with puzzles. Any, uh... Information on the type of puzzle he likes, maybe, you know, give us a little edge in case we have to be uh, competing to get to this said safe. Sorry, there's so many fucking puzzles. I understand. It's like the New Yorker. You keep getting it and then, you know, you never finish it. It just keeps piling up. Same with puzzle books and me. Me and puzzle books, oh, I've got 20 of them. Haven't finished one of them. (laughs) Now, let me tell you about my war stories. Um. You guys, Carmela is is uh, going to bed. She's requested you guys be be quiet or whatever. So you guys uh, can can climb into your own beds. And uh, since yeah, there's no conductor uh, to come and kick you out of first class and do things. Um, do you guys want to set a watch? Do you guys want to just sleep? Uh, does somebody want to go exploring instead? Uh, I'm gonna get sleep. some sleep. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. T- I'm gonna tuck inside my shell. Okay. Uh, and, and Samuel kind of tells you guys that that is part of his job. He's, he's basically just going to be standing there on watch looking after, uh, Carmela and all of her stuff. So there is like a person who is there. Uh, but yeah, so you guys take a long rest. You sleep through the night. Uh, you guys wake up in the morning feeling refreshed. You've gotten, you know, all your, your, whatever you need back. Um, <laughs> and you guys are pulling into a sneak scourge. Uh, and as you wake up, you look over and see that uh, Carmela is already up and out of bed. She's in a completely new set of jewels, a new like luxe little traveling outfit and everything. And uh, she looks over and goes, oh my God, you're all such like sleepy bones, such little sucker beds. Anyway, I'm going to go in and go and try to find Mama and like get a little head start. Because like I said, the blue jewels are mine. But then, like, I'll totally meet up with you guys later. We can, like, have a drink and, like, stuff. And, and uh, yeah, oh, my God, I'm so happy that I met you guys. You're, like, the absolute cutest. It's no wonder everyone calls you, like, the adorable four. No, the, <laughs> well, we're the deplorable four. De- okay, really fun. Bye. And then she just, like, pants <laughs> out the door uh, and heads off into town. So you guys have rolled into uh, Sneak Scourge, and you are looking out. It is is roughly the exact same layout as uh, <laughs> Sand Hollow of where you came from. It's like maybe a little bit larger. Uh, the bank is definitely twice as large. Uh, there are two saloons instead of one saloon. What? Uh, two saloons in one town? Why? <laughs> they're Why directly would you have that kind of competition? They're directly across the street from each other. And you can see uh, that outside of both, there's like a whole bunch of broken glass that's definitely patrons like chucking bottles at the other saloon across the way of like, you know, whose saloon is your favorite kind of a thing. Well, see, this is why I just prefer a monopoly. You don't have to worry about another type of person. Uh, and there is also a uh, a jail that is very small, but does have like a couple of cells and things, uh, whatever. And so, yeah, you guys uh, roll up into town. It's got a lot more going on in terms of people. So there are some like crowds and other things. So you guys can pretty easily blend in and don't have to worry too much about trying to like sneak uh, everywhere. There's there's uh, a lot more people roaming around and doing things. Um, uh, where do you guys want to uh, head off to? Okay, so... 
if this town looks just like our town and we want to know where <laughs> Marmar lives in this town, we just have to find out where Marmar lived in our town and we go there. <laughs> Flawless logic. Well, that, Gord, I love it. I, Brilliant, Gord, as always. Gord, you are 10 out of 10 on fire right now. Now, let's, you know, let's play with that. Marmar, Ms. Marsden character, is a, a wealthy individual. If you think back to our town, there's some wealthy individuals. Where did they live? In big houses. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay, so we're looking for a big house. Now, now, Gord, why don't you, why don't you uh, look around, do, do a quick 360. Do you see any big houses we should check out? I will let uh, anybody who wants to do an investigation check to see if you have any signs of like where Marsden might be. I got a 16, but I'm just trying to like guide Gord. Yeah, I got a five. <laughs> I actually got a 19. <laughs> or actually, you know, Gord. instead of my roll, can I just give Gord the help action and let him roll with advantage? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to roll one more time and just to see if you get a nat 20. Oh, I did not. So yeah, that 19 still my highest roll. So uh, with a 19, you the ground and uh, these two saloons uh, are are one of them is like a saloon plus it's got like an inn. It's got rooms and stuff above it. The other one's very much just like just a bar. And uh, as you look over, you see that the the bigger of the two saloons uh, has it seems like there's like a party going on, which is kind of funny because it's like 10 a.m., uh, but there is like a rowdy sort of stuff going on. You can see there's like confetti on the floor from the night before. Uh, there's like, there's a celebration going on in this one. Hmm. I don't see any big houses. I just see saloons and one that has like a thing on top of it. It's kind of house shaped and kind of <laughs> big. All right. I'm sorry, All right. everyone. Pretty, no, 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 no. Don't you apologize. Not one lick. You, you, you looked with your eyes, you observed, and you reported back, and that's all we asked from you. Oh, you asked me to find a big house, and all I found was a large dwelling. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, you know what? I got to say, there's great wisdom in knowing the difference. Why don't we check out that large dwelling and see what's <laughs> happening there? <laughs> okay, but I apologize in advance. <laughs> Needn't do so, son. Come on, come on. I'd put my arm around him and start walking towards the saloon. Uh, you guys walk over to the saloon and uh, you see that there is like the front entrance, which is to the actual like bar. Uh, and there is, as I said, like a, a big sort of celebration and party going on over there. Uh, but there is also a sort of side door, which is uh, for people who were staying in the uh, the rooms up top. If they didn't want to actually walk through the bar to get to their rooms, there is like a side entrance. Did we see which way um, Cece went? Uh, no, she just like pranced off the train and, and went off uh, her way. You didn't actually see where she went. What do y'all What do y'all think? You want to bop in the saloon, see if we can't rustle up some information about this Marsden character? Yeah, if he's from out of town, he might be staying at the inn. Can I try that door to see if it's locked? Uh, yeah, you go on over to uh, the side door and you find that uh, it is wide open. Well, it's not like open, but it's not locked. You can totally open it if you want to. Yeah, yeah, I want to open it. All right, cool. You open it, and uh, you see immediately there's a staircase going up to what you assume is uh, the floor with the rooms. 
I want to sneak on up and see what I can find. Cool. Uh, will you roll a stealth check? And then uh, for everybody else, are you following Saris or are you uh, still debating? Are you guys heading in through this loon? Gord is kind of looking around to see if anybody has noticed us going into the store. Okay. Can you roll a perception check? Yeah. And then Saris, what was your uh, stealth check? 19. 19. Cool. 13 for perception. I love this app. Uh, <laughs> so it's a 13 fun, right? perception. You look around. There are a lot of people milling about kind of doing their business, doing their things. Uh, it's some of them appear to have like glanced over at you in the same way of like when you're walking down the street, you kind of clock the people who are around you, but it's, uh, you can't tell if anybody is truly committing you to memory or even paying that much attention to what you're doing. Uh, there's definitely people who like see you, you stand out a little bit, uh, but you don't know if they're paying that much attention. And I got to think, I definitely didn't notice Saris going up the stairs. So I'm just like, all right, well, I think we're going to bop in this loop, right, Sarah? Well, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Chevy and Gord, do either of you sneak up with Saris or do you, uh, also not see her? I think I'm tiny and I'm a horse. (laughs) 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 It's hard for me to sneak behind. So, well, yeah, the a horse going up the stairs is going to be tough. So they can't go back down them. Uh, so, no, that's cows. Cows can't go back downstairs. Anyway, uh, so the three of you are standing outside, still kind of like debating, talking about Mars and looking at the saloon and other things. Uh, while Sarah sneaks in and uh, sneaks up the stairs and and gets to the top, and at the top of the stairs, you see that there are four rooms. Uh, and then at the other end of the hall is um, a staircase going up again and also one circling back down. And you could tell from the noise that the one circling back down would lead you just like straight back into the saloon. Hmm. I kind of want to, I think I want to take the stairs up, but as I do, can I like peek into the rooms along the way? Yeah. Roll a um, investigation check to see if any of the rooms are unlocked. I got a five. <laughs> you have no idea if they are unlocked at first glance and you'll have to actually physically try them if you uh, want to take a peek in. Okay. I'm going to start with going upstairs and check that first. Cool. Can you roll me one more stealth check to get up there? Ooh. Uh, 22. Yeah, you you creep right up these stairs, which are kind of like rickety and they're wooden uh, and have uh, squeaks and things in them. But it doesn't matter to you. You know how to avoid all of that. And so you sneak your way up there. Uh, impossible for anyone to detect that you're there. And you get uh, to the top of the stairs and you see that there is only one room up here. OK, I want to check out this room. Uh, you go over to the room and you find that it is locked. I want to try and pick the lock. Cool. Roll me a sleight of hand check. A 15? Uh, a 15 does it. Yeah. So you Yay! you pick this lock. You're being real stealthy, real cool about it. You open the door and you slink in. And luckily the, the room is empty. There are no people in there. Uh, but you can tell this is kind of like... The penthouse, the honeymoon suite, like the fanciest room in the place. This is it's got a gorgeous four post bed uh, with like stunning seat um, sheets and, and blankets and things and, and tapestry tapestry up on the wall. 
uh, and all this stuff. And you see that there are a bunch of very expensive looking pieces of luggage piled up in the corner. Uh, there's an extremely expensive looking hat on a hook by the door. Uh, you have a pretty good feeling that you know whose room this is. Is it Marston or is it freaking Cece? <laughs> it is not. It's not Cece's luggage. Uh, okay. This is not her her room. It's very fancy, expensive luggage, but it's not the luggage that you saw on the train. Oh, hmm. is it a man a man's hat or a woman's hat? It's a man's hat. But I know who it is. It's Mars. It's Marston. Okay. <laughs> okay. What I cool, meant. Cool. I, I found it. Trying okay. to be coy about it. Yeah, it's Marston. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, it. Okay. Um, I yeah. Can I just kind of like search and see if I can find any like clues or anything that would be helpful or anything about him? Anything that he's trying to accomplish or do? Yeah. So you see, there is like a little writing desk uh, that looks like he has put some stuff on it. Maybe he was like doing a little bit of business over there doing that. Uh, there is also a nightstand. Uh, that also looks like he's maybe put a couple of things over there. Which one do you want to check out? The desk. So you go over to the desk and you see on top, he's got uh, a couple different books of like an agenda, um, some books that have just kind of like business information, but all of it is like surface level stuff. None of it is like super, super detailed or, or important things. It's more kind of uh, just general kind of knowledge about his company and what he does and what, what he's out doing here. Uh, and, and yeah, so you find that date book as well. And, um, you open the date book and start flipping through. Can you roll me an investigation check? Mm -hmm. Oh dear. A five. <laughs> <laughs> you look through, this is a, uh, a pretty busy man. He's got a lot going on. Uh, he, he's been to a whole bunch of places in town. Um, yeah. Ugh, typical elite. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, can I, can I pocket it? Uh, sure. If you want to take it. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. And then can I go check out, um, the nightstand? Yeah. So the nightstand has, um, a couple of like pictures and stuff on, on top of it. And, uh, there's also a drawer. Oh, I'm opening the drawer. You open the drawer and in it you find um, a handful of receipts that are from a couple different businesses in the town. Uh, will you roll me one more investigation check? Another five. <laughs> <laughs> you see that uh, there is one that appears to be um, like a, a, a notice of some kind from the sheriff. Uh, from going over and visiting him in his offices. Uh, you also find a notice that appears to be from the bank, but you are a little bit sort of nervous. You're rushing through. Uh, you're worried a little bit about getting caught. And so you're not taking the time to really, truly like read what these things are. Mm, just receipts, whatever. Um, can I just take a couple at random, stuff them in the, in the date book, and then I'm going to head back down? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you stuff those things in the date book. You put that in your pocket. You sneak out the door. Uh, do you try to like relock the lock on your way out? Yeah. Cool. Uh, will you do a sleight of hand check for that? Uh, dirty 20. 
Perfect. Yeah. You lock it. It's like you were never there. Uh, you sneak on back down the stairs. Are you going to, um, go down the stairs leading into the saloon or are you going to go back down the stairs that you came from to rejoin your party? I want to rejoin the party in a way that they don't even know that I left and just be like, like present to them the stuff that I took and be like, whatever, here's (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you guys this entire time, because Saris is a real speedy little sneak, have just been standing there kind of debating like, well, where did Cece go? And then like, what is this party and and what's going on here? And you guys have been debating what to do uh, with these all sorts of things. And then Saris shows up at your side. All right, now I think we should just wait for, oh, there she is. Oh, okay. (laughs) Here, if you want to take a look at these, whatever, I don't really care. Well, what what do you got there? Oh, geez, where'd you get these? I found Marsden's room while you two were all, or you three were all squandering, doing nothing. Well, I'd I'd like to think we were, uh, were planning. Call it whatever you want, but here's what I found. Well, all right, Can can I take a look? Yeah, um... Are you going to try to, you guys are fully just like standing in, out in front of this busy bar. And like I said, there's a lot of people around, but are you trying to hide uh, what you're looking at? Or are you just looking at it? Uh, I'll try to, I'll kind of like, if we're like standing in a circle talking, I'm kind of like, you know, leaning. So no one's look, I'm just like flicking through real quick. See if anything like jumps out at me. Okay, so I'm cool. not like studying. I'm just. So yeah, dancing. go ahead and roll me an investigation. Six. <laughs> uh, Doc is used to looking at like receipts and documents from bars and saloons and stuff. Uh, he is not used to uh, fancy business lingo. He doesn't have any idea what he's looking at. Well, this guy seems to talk in some other language. Any- anyone speak uh, business dickwatery? <laughs> Does anyone else want to do investigation? Gord, I think this Let is right up your alley. All right, yeah, take a look, Chevelle. What are we doing? An investigation? Yeah, Chevelle's good at wheeling and dealing. Yeah, I'm a little bit taller. I can see things from a different perspective. <laughs> yeah, that's what we needed. Height. <laughs> 13? 13. Uh, with a 13, you look through and uh, in the, the date book, you see that uh, the very first appointment that Marsden had upon arriving in town was to go over to the sheriff and his offices, which are connected to the jail, that there was a pretty solid amount of time blocked out for that appointment. Uh, and that the other, like an, an appointment to head over to the bank was a little bit later in the day. Uh, and then he also had a dinner reservation at uh, the fancy saloon. Are those for those have already happened or they're upcoming? No, they were yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately, with a 13, you also don't understand the two receipts that you are looking at. There are a lot of numbers here. Well, we we need the numbers later. But, you know, if we got if we know where he's been, we can kind of retrace his steps and maybe figure out, you know, what what he's been up to. Maybe meet the man himself. Sounds good to me. So I say we scope out the bank and we scope out the sheriffs. Yeah. I'll, uh. Why don't we head over the sheriff? Uh, you know, I don't know. Introduce We're ourselves the deplorable to four. <laughs> we might. We don't want to bring too much heat to us. No one knows who we are. <laughs> Everyone knows who we're. The deplorable four. I hate Everybody had them. heard of us <laughs> or something like us. <laughs> or something like us. You know, Chevelle. I hate to say it, but I but I think uh, 
Saris is right here. I think our reputation has not proceeded us as we had maybe <laughs> but it But in this case, that might be to our advantage. Alrighty then, let's go scoop out the town. Uh, so are you guys going to head over to the sheriff's office in the jail first or to the bank first? I want to go to the mm. sheriff's office. I also want to see like who's on the wanted board. <laughs> <laughs> Drop a few of our own. <laughs> Afterwards, you go, up, you go up and go pin your own wanted posters to the board. That's how we should end this. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys uh, walk on over to uh, the sheriff's office. There's again like this. There's this big party going on over there. Uh, so you you sort of poke your head in a window before you walk in, and it looks like there's just kind of one guy sitting over there. Uh, it's not the sheriff himself. You can tell because he's not wearing the the badge and everything. Do you guys want to go on in or do you want to continue to like sneak around the, the office? I think we should just go in and just like, oh, actually, you know what? So I've got a spell called Zone of Truth. <gasps> if we can get in this guy, cast the spell and then like ask him like where the shit is, he has to tell us. Do you guys want to try like some of that spell bullshit? Are you wait? Yeah. So are, how big very, is the Zone of Truth? <laughs> the, the zone is a 15 foot radius square centered on a point of my choice. So I could pick it to just be him or it, it might envelop us depending on how big this room is. Everyone there has to make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, a creature cannot speak a deliberate lie while within the radius. Um, Imagine if we use that at the saloon party, though. Oh, the wait. Would... The, an affected creature is aware of the spell and can thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. So we'd have to give a... Re- it, it would know it's being cast. So maybe not. Hmm. I mean, oh, hmm. actually, wait, while we're here, can I cast locate object? And I want to cast it on something that Jolene was wearing. Ooh. Uh, sure. Ooh. Uh, it gives me. What is the range? Yeah. like uh, It's a thousand feet from me. And it, it I can have concentration up to 10 minutes, like as we walk around the town. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere if you want to do that, you Love can. Love that. Your Jolene sensors are tingling. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have to make any kind of roll or? No, I just. You just do it? It just goes up, yeah. Uh, and you are doing it on something that uh, Jolene was wearing. Um, yeah, you can sense that. that. Uh, I'm also trying to pick something that I think would she would re- retain on her. Yeah, the so other J patch. <laughs> <J-patch. Yeah. laughs> so she had on, you had clocked uh, this like really beautiful kind of intricate uh, gun holster, like a belt. Uh, and it was like really pretty uh, leather, really woven sort of things. Uh, and you can tell uh, that that holster is up atop the saloon. Do I know second floor or third floor? I assume second floor. The third floor. Third floor. In Marmar's house? She's below Marmar? So she's on one of those No, she's rooms. in Marmar's room. She's in the third on the third floor. Is she Marmar? <laughs> uh what uh Saris, now uh when you were, you know, investigating around uh Mr. Marsden's room, did you happen to notice anyone, oh I don't know, of the Jolene persuasion? Of <laughs> the Jolene persuasion. Obviously, if I had seen Jolene, I would have started the conversation with telling you that I saw Jolene. <laughs> well, you know, that that's that's kind of what I thought. What would you be <laughs> interested in maybe using your your sneaky snack skills to maybe 
screw up the side of that building or or up the stairs because my my you know little uh, Jolene senses are tingling. They're telling me that she's currently in Mister Marsden's room, or at least the her gun holster is. Then I would suspect it would be the holster because there was no one up there when I went up there. Well, all right. I don't know. Can I? Can I? Uh, for the next ten minutes, I can keep the concentration. Can I know if it moves? Yeah, for sure. Um, if I like just stand still for a minute, does it move or does it stay in the same spot? Um, how accurate is this spell in terms of like specific location? Like, could you tell if it moved by a foot or does it need to move like 15 feet for you to know? You sense the direction to the object's location as long as that object is within a thousand feet of you. If the object is in motion, you know the direction of its motion. So if it's in motion, I would know that it is in motion. Okay. Uh, yeah, this thing is in motion. (laughs) Wait, and I didn't see her? Dang. And she didn't see me. That's great. Where are you? She came in after you. Oh, yeah. Or she yeah. was Just invisible. Two ships or she, passing yeah. the night. Yeah. Or she was sleeping with Marmar the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, do y'all want to? Do we do we keep looking around, or do we, you know, find this this Jolene character? I mean, we know where she is. Can we just like keep tabs on her and maybe? try to follow her if she leaves or yeah i i, I can keep the spell up for 10 minutes now I, I can keep casting it a little bit i don't want to you know burn too many high level spell slots for it but i but i could yeah. do that um, um brian will you roll me a uh either perception or investigation i'll let you choose i will roll a perception okay 13 you can tell that uh Jolene, or at least this holster, is moving very quickly around Marmar's room. Well, it looks like Jolene might be looking for something in Mr. Marsden's room. There's a chance that we got it before she did. Might be worth uh, stashing our ill-gotten gains somewhere, make sure she can't find them. I can put it in my pocket. <laughs> well, now, Gord, that is a, a very kind suggestion. Um <laughs> And you stored so many valuables in your pocket, but I don't think we can take up more of your pocket space. That's it. That's uh, it. It seems unfair. Why don't I? Why don't I throw it in my shell? Ooh, there we go. You're right. I, I already have champagne in my pocket. <laughs> um, I just rolled, and no, you do not. <laughs> a bottle of champagne fell out somewhere. Pocket. <laughs> It's just uh, who knows when or where, but that bottle of champagne <laughs> is no longer in your pocket. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you did get to enjoy some of it, I believe, though, first. So at least you got that going for you. <laughs> uh, Saris, why don't I squirrel away that, uh, that their notebook in my, my shell? So if anyone's going to try to get it, they really got to get past me. Be my guest. And I just shove it way back down in the shell so that it's like, it's buried under some of the other stuff I keep back there. It's okay. Well, what do y'all think? Uh, talk this here deputy or, or should we head over to the saloon? Hmm. I think maybe check out the saloon or. We could tell the deputy that someone's robbing Marsden up there. Throw Jolene in the crossfire. Oh, Ooh, that's actually like a that. great idea. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, who's Let's got stir some shit up. <laughs> Let's fuck shit up. Chevelle, I think you've got probably the highest charisma. 
All right, let's go talk to a police officer. <laughs> um, I'm going to, as we go in, I'm going to tap Chevelle and cast Guidance. Uh, so you get to roll a d4 on one of your ability checks. Oh, cool. Oh, actually, that's concentration. And then I won't oh, be able to do... you can't do two concentration spells at once, yeah. I can't. So uh, I'm going to actually, yeah, I, you know what, I'll keep the locate object on, because I want to know if she leaves. So, uh, so Chevelle, are you... Yeah, so I'm going to go up to the deputy. You're going to walk in? Is That's into the... Into the sheriff's office, yeah. Yeah, into the sheriff. Uh, officer, officer, I've heard dastardly news that someone's trying to rob Mr. Marlson's room at this very moment. What? What are you talking about? You better go follow me, officer. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, will you roll a performance check? And I'm going to... Can I can I give advantage by, like, also, like, waving outside the window? Like, hey, it, someone's robbing Mr. Marston. Uh, yes, but I'm going to make you roll a performance check as well. Oh, uh, that's fair. All right, so do I have advantage or is it just straight up? Uh, I, I rolled a six, so probably yeah, not. Yeah, so you do not get advantage on this. <laughs> All right, I got a ten. You got a ten. Wait, a ten. What do you mean someone's robbing Marston? How do you know? Where do you see? Where Where are they? We saw someone breaking into his room at the inn, right outside the saloon. What? Who? What'd they look like? Give me a character description. And he whips a pen and paper out of nowhere and is like ready to draw a, a character photo of this person. <laughs> it character. looked like a dastardly crew. You need to get a lot of officers together. We don't have time for this officer. We need to go go stop a crime from happening. Well, I need to know all the evidence. How did you see them? What they look like? What were their weapons? What kind of a guy were they? Was it one guy? Was it two guys? Also, they're getting away with it. We need to go now. Uh, can you roll a uh, persuasion check? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Nat 20, nat 20, nat 20, nat 20, nat 20. <laughs> 14. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> 14 just beats him. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. This is going to be my big break. I'm going to stop the criminals. <laughs> And he grabs a uh, pistol <laughs> off of off the wall and he sprints out of uh, the office with you. Where are we going? Where is he? As he as he runs past, I slap his ass like an attaboy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we leave someone behind to like rob the, the police station of all their weapons? Ooh, Saris, that sounds like a job for you. Yeah, that I'll do like it. A Saris job. I'll just like yeah, I'll do a quick sweep. Make <laughs> sure so you get some. Yeah, I do like a slide. That would be fun. Where are they going? <laughs> Where's the person? How are they breaking in? We gotta go, go, go! Quickly, officer, jump on my back. I'll lead you. Okay! <laughs> and he jumps up onto your back. <laughs> I'm gonna, and we ride on off to the saloon right next door. <laughs> I'm going to stay near the cop station and be like a lookout and keeping that uh, locate object on Jolene, like focusing on yeah. that. Okay, okay. Officer, the, the scoundrels are right up the stairs. Well, Why don't you get a few... Well, I'm not an officer. You you have all the power here in town. Why don't you get a few of your buddies who I saw maybe in the saloon? No, this maybe is my big break. Ta- I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And he gets over to the door and whips it open and sort of slaps your ass as a command to go up uh, the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jolene probably doesn't remember me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so do you uh, do you go upstairs? Uh, I'm going to slowly tip hoof up the stairs. Uh <laughs> But I'll let the officer lead the way, though. All right, cool. Uh, so you guys get up to the uh, 
first floor of, of rooms and the officer is just like going over to each door and, and trying to, cause he doesn't have Intel. He has no idea which room officer, is uh, it's the third floor all the way up. Marzen's got the fanciest room in all the, Oh my God, you're so smart. Why did I think of this? Let's go. And he goes and sprints on over to the stairs. He's being uh, for as quiet as you are attempting to be. He is stomping his way uh, up the stairs as this is happening. Leroy Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) As this is happening, uh, Doc, you check in with your locate object and you can tell uh, that the holster uh, is very still for a few seconds. And then is moving extremely quickly. uh, And you can tell basically is going like up and out of the uh, saloon in. Has left Marston's room. Up. When you say up and out, like. You can tell that this holster is not like going out into the hallway. Uh, If you had to guess, you'd think that Jolene was probably like climbing out a window and going up onto a roof or climbing down the siding or something. She is is avoiding. Would I uh, I be able to see from here? Could I like roll a perception check to see if I see her climbing out a window? You can roll a perception check to see if you see. Yeah. Nope, not that one. Oh, fuck. Uh, Well, 13. Uh, 14, sorry. With a 14, you don't see her. You know, like, kind of where she should be, uh, but you don't see her. Okay. And just, I don't know that she's left the room yet. No, you do yeah, not I know that. I can't signal to you in any way. Uh, so, yeah, so you guys go bounding up the stairs, and uh, this this cop uh, gets over to the door and is madly shaking it up. Open up! Open up! I know you're in there! We're going to catch you! We're going to catch you! But it is locked, and he does not have a key. Or a warrant. Or a warrant. I'm going to tell you right now, he uh, doesn't care about that. Or a warrant. <laughs> Out of the pure awkwardness of the situation, I'm probably going to use mirror image to create another one and just like back out of the whole situation. <laughs> I can't handle the awkwardness of it. So you do your image and you leave just a mirage of yourself standing next to him up on there and you creep on back down the stairs. Is that correct? I love that you're using magic to make up for soft skills. <laughs> This uh, you leave this guy and he is just fully like throwing himself up against the door. It's very much like in the Princess Bride when, when you Inigo Montoya was like, he's getting away, physic, and he's just throwing himself against the door and literally nothing is happening. <laughs> but also there's such a ruckus going on downstairs that you aren't entirely sure that anyone is going to hear him or recognize that he is here doing this for a little while. So you creep on back down the stairs. Are you going back over to uh, the sheriff's to meet up with everybody? We don't know what Marsden looks like, do we? Uh, no. Actually, you guys would probably, since he's like a pretty famous businessman, you've probably heard like description of him. Uh, Gonna be the guy in the fanciest clothes. Uh, oh, yeah. He uh, also he is a um, like a warthog dude. <gasps> Awesome. He's he's nice. just this Puma. like but he's Pumba. Uh but smart. And just sort of yes, this he's big sort of and Pumba. <laughs> he's uh got these sort of uh yeah, so he's he looks like a warthog. Um is always, yes, dressed to the nines, never looks like he's actually really done a day's physical work. Uh but uh yeah, so you guys know uh generally what he looks like. All right. As I walk down the stairs, back out of there, all awkward, like 
smooth like. I'm just gonna <laughs> peep into the saloon to see if he is among the characters partying. In the uh, yeah. Roll a uh perception check. A fifteen. Uh, yeah. You see him. This appears to be a party that he's throwing in his honor, something along those lines. He's right in the middle of the crowd, uh, hobnobbing with the best of them, enjoying all the attention that he's getting from everybody. He uh, appears to just kind of be out in the middle of the party, enjoying enjoying the attention. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, over at the uh, sheriff's, which is now empty, or so you think, what are you guys up to? I guess I'm I'm looting all the weapons is what I was supposed to do. So you guys go in and you see uh, there's like, I don't know, a, a lasso on the wall. There's maybe like one extra sort of shotgun. Uh, but this is a, a pretty small town where most people either mm. keep their weapons on them at all times or uh, feel like they kind of know everybody who's coming and going. And so there isn't that much of like an armory. Oh, that makes sense. Any TNT? Uh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, you do not find any dynamite. Hey, uh, Sarah, you see any kind of safe in there? Uh, should I roll a perception? Yeah, you guys can can explore, uh, see, because there's a couple other rooms. This is also connected to the jail, if you want to kind of explore and look around. Are there any loose badges? <gasps> I got a nat one. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so sneaky, but I don't. But okay, so what does it mean when I have like passive wisdom in parentheses perception and passive investigation? That's your like, like your passive. So like what you would naturally notice in a room. Okay, because that so is I have a twelve, instance? but I rolled an at one. Yes, yeah, so this would kind of be an instance where like passive perception or passive perception, passive investigation. You would kind of notice the general stuff in the room, but the investigation check is you like actively searching so uh, you would okay. you would notice all the stuff that is easily easy to see in the room but you wouldn't notice like a hidden safe or a you know something that is that requires more active investigation um all right and so yeah so sarah walks over to kind of the desk where the guy was sitting and and you find yourself deeply engrossed in the sort of log of stuff of you're just looking through uh all the arrest records from the past couple of years and, and find that uh, while you don't actually think it's relevant to anything that's going on, it's fascinating. It's just <laughs> like, there's a lot of very interesting stuff and like a ton of petty crime around here yeah. of like little Timmy stole milk from the post office. Cause they sell that there. And then, you know, it just like there's this town has a really fascinating community. A lot of Florida men here. <laughs> yeah. Saris, you uh, you, you find anything in there? Nothing more than a young boy who has stolen milk from the post office. That's what it says. Uh, Any notes on the treasure? Uh, With a nat one, you absolutely don't see anything related to the loot. The what? The the, the loot. The reason we're here. I mean, the milk is gone. I can't do anything about that. (laughs) Damn the milk, Karis. We're talking about treasure. Um... Doc and Gord, if you guys want to go in, you can also roll either perception or investigation to see if you guys find anything while Saris is like engrossed in this uh, crime log. <laughs> Absolutely. Gord is like, let me see if I can find this milk. Okay. <laughs> also, as we've been here, has the locate object moved? Yeah. Anywhere you, I need to worry about? You can. Uh, 
it's not so much worry. It is as just sort of interesting of, of you can tell that the holster has, has kind of escaped and, and gone outside of uh, Marston's room has climbed down the side and has gone off into like a back alley. And uh, interestingly, you think that it is now moving underground, Oh, maybe into a basement, maybe into a tunnel, but it's definitely going like below ground. Uh, and then Gord, what was your check? Uh, I rolled a six for perception. Uh, you go in and you uh, go on over to the board, which is all of the wanted posters. <laughs> And you are looking at uh, all of them and and similarly to Sarah's kind of just get really excited uh, and interested in the wide variety of criminals. And you're also a little bit just sort of sad that uh, that you guys aren't on there. Mm. I see a lot of criminals, but not us and nothing more about the milk. <laughs> Damn the milk. We're here for treasure. Well, you look for it then. We've done our looking. All right, fine. I'll jump in. I'll take a look. Nat 20. Oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> there God. we go. <laughs> <laughs> so with the Nat 20, you are like, oh, my God, I should not have sent these guys in to do an army man's job. You know, when a job <laughs> needs doing and I'm the one to do it. And so you kind of storm on in and knowing that that uh, Jolene or Holster have gone underground, you're like, OK, I it, this is interesting, whatever. And uh, as you walk in, you can you can tell that uh, Jolene appears to also maybe be headed over in this direction, oh. but like <laughs> underground. Like <laughs> for some reason, I heard she's it like that too. Been beheaded like, wow. for sure. She's now headless. Uh, she's walking <laughs> over. The spell is really specific. Seems to be making her way, and and you with your sort of uh, you have a lot of knowledge of of tracking and and uh tunnels and, and and other sorts of things things that you would have learned in in your time in the army and uh so you sort of track her trajectory and figure out she's going underground where is she headed she seems like she is slowly but surely headed towards one of the back cells as i'm as i'm doing all this i'm explaining my thought process out loud very patronizingly <laughs> to everybody well, all right, what you got to know about tracking, what you got to <laughs> know about, go. about, 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 you know, being a soldier is you got these things drilled into you, right? So, okay, see, see here, you got some like dust marks. All right. And that leads me over here. And now what, I, what I'm also doing is I'm thinking about Jolene. I can, I can feel her moving. Looks like this cell over here seems mighty interesting. Why don't we check that out? Come on, everybody follow me. I'll, I'll teach you how to, how to properly search a building. <laughs> And uh, as you do this horribly annoying speech, you uh, lead on over into the back where there's a couple of different jail cells that appears to be kind of like a holding cell up near the front. And then there's some other ones. And then at the uh, absolute back of the jail, there is, uh, again, this is a pretty small town of sort of things, the like high security. Uh, it's got bars on it that go both uh, vertical and horizontal of things. And you look back there and in this cell, there is a big box that has a bunch of different keyholes around it. And you can tell that uh, it has on one of the sides, MG. Well, looky what we got here. That, I guess, is where we'll wrap for right now. Yay! You guys have have found uh, at least some of the loot. 
my gosh. In a locked box, in a locked cell. Thanks to me. Yeah. <laughs> Abby, this was great. Yeah, so holy cow, Abby, it seems like you've been doing this forever. Oh, You're so man. natural at it. Even Thank when I guys. my side tangents lead us to dead ends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry that it, it went longer, I guess, than I that we didn't really get to wrap things up in the way that that I had planned or hoped to do. Uh but thank you guys for being really like game for this and and for for playing with me. Yeah, <laughs> oh God, thanks course. for having us. Oh we got to beat that Jolene. I'm so invested in this. Don't beat that Jolene. That's it for Abby's very first one shot. Uh, got through most of it. We'll probably finish it up a little bit later. Abby, how are you feeling? Uh, mostly good. I had a lot of fun, and uh, it was flawed, but uh, it was fine. <laughs> and. Uh, Kevin Lauren Naka, how you guys feeling uh, about Abby's first time? I didn't see any of the flaws. This was a blast. Oh, so much fun. Agreed. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> it seems like this was all part of the plan. And if there were any flaws, it was that our, our group is playfully and adorably dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was so much fun. And I haven't laughed this hard playing Dungeons and Dragons, I think, ever. Oh, oh yay. yay. That makes me really happy. <laughs> All right, thank you guys again uh, for being my guinea pigs. Yay. Thank you. Anytime. Tune in next time where Abby and I are going to talk through everything that went right, everything that went wrong, and how we can make next session even better. But until then, bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Hey, everybody. This is Abby. If you enjoyed this episode of My First Dungeon, you might want to check out some of our other shows in the Fractured Realms. For instance, our D&D actual play anthology show, The 20-Sided Podcast. This season is called Prisoners of the Static, and I play Natasha Borshekat, captain of the Gilded Ghost. Interested? Check out the trailer and tune in every Monday for brand new episodes. Bye-bye! The Static a mysterious mist-covered scar left behind by the titans nothing that has entered that expanse of fog has ever been seen again until now that is a message in a bottle containing two things the first a plea for help from the legendary weaponsmith to the gods the second a warning here there be monsters. In season two of the 20 Sided Podcast, three brand new players will descend into the unknown, shackled by their secrets and fears, and venture past the ominous white expanse to learn, only too late, that they are about to become prisoners of the static. Be seeing you. If you're looking for more great gaming content from everyone here at Many Sided Media, you should consider subscribing to the 20-Sided Newsletter. It's a free, bi-monthly newsletter for people who love games, make games, and just love making games. To subscribe, just go to 20sidednewsletter.substack.com or follow the link in the show notes.